Good evening. This is Free Talk Live. This is your host, Dale. And this is Dennis. We, um, we're going to kick off with Libya Talk tonight. I, th- I know this has probably been talked about quite a bit already, but there's so much going on that I find really fishy about this whole thing. Um, not that you really need to, not, not that that's necessary to be upset about getting into yet another conflict, which they probably won't want to call a war again. Oh, of course then not. then you'd need con- congressional approval and everything. So just start shooting Tomahawk missiles over there. A hundred of them, no yeah. less. Uh, the number you can call to join in the conversation on this Sunday edition of Free Talk Live is 603-435-1105. Uh, we are taking over for Mark and Ian, who are off tonight. Um, so one of the things about this that seemed really fishy to me, and this is, you know, I, I'm, I haven't been following this very well. So I'm in the process right now of catching up. And I think, Dennis, you're going to help fill me in some also. But I, I saw an article, uh, this is on Reuters, that Libya is going to give weapons to a million people, to a million of its people. And, you know, right off the bat, I'm thinking what sort of oppressive regime starts arming its citizens to that extent? Well, that's just it. There's you a know? lot of uh, disinformation and information coming out of the area. Uh, regardless, the when I was talking to people concerning how the 100 Tomahawk missiles going in, the, the first response is that, well, Libya is bombing its own citizens. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure Gaddafi, with his craziness, just might be. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, my, my impression of him, my very limited information is that he is he's, he's kind of kooky, you know? Yeah. But, uh, uh, and I, I actually, I was making the point to the people who were telling me this, I'm like, he's... He was set up by CIA. He was protected the whole way to his, uh, you know, to his ascension to the dictator of the regime. And we put him there. This sounds just like Saddam. <laughs> I mean, we, we put people in there and when they stop, you know, behaving the way we want them to be. I don't want to say we. Why am I saying we? I didn't put him in there. Yeah. But no. uh, I have a bad habit of doing that. Because if you don't but, say we, you're not American. Yeah, right. So the U.S. government <laughs> puts puts these people in power and then when they're not you know, they're no longer following orders or whatever it is, then um, then all of a sudden they're evil dictators. Yeah. And the, we, we kind of tend to forget what, we forget history. But Well, I, I do know that uh, with uh, Gaddafi in particular, he uh, ha- he's actually been pretty much anti-U.S. for the past 20 years. He's just, in the 70s, he was put there by the CIA. Um, this is actually detailed in DIA Agents book Trail of the Octopus from Beirut to Lockerbie. Uh, he basically he was supported and got into power. Then as soon as he got there, he started harboring what the American agents d- deemed as terrorists and helping other people out. But obviously not his own citizens. Yeah, and there's there's this um, there's talk of a human shield around his compound or something like that. Where people basically people have, you know, a bunch of a bunch of citizens, I guess, have li- have just decided to take up, um, you know, res- not residents, but just sort of stand all around so that if you try to attack, you'll have to you'll hit them or something. And well, and it's I, I'm not surprised. Uh, this has started. I well, when I first saw it, it was in Egypt. Uh, there was actually the human shield of Muslims around Christians who were praying at the time. And this practice has been going through these entire revolutions throughout the whole time, though. And I, I can see that how it's an, like a social meme that just started picking up. When in doubt, protect other people with your own body, and which is really hmm. honorable, I would say. However, 
Uh, Gaddafi's atrocities, I'm not, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's just it. And there's, um, this is interesting because uh, I'm not a big fan of Farrakhan for, you know, a, a list of probably really obvious reasons, but, <laughs> but I, th I find myself, I can't help but agreeing with him when he's, you know, he's, he's, he's talking about, you know, his quote is who, who the hell do you think you are? blasting Obama for calling for Gaddafi to step down. And and that's really what it comes down to, though. Why are we getting so personally involved in another country's government again? You know, that's trying to issue. decide who their rulers are and, with and, violence. Well, that's what I'm saying. Here's here's where it, it's hilarious that they th we have to send in missiles. We have to make a decision we're the guy. We're the people who put him there, not we. You know. Yeah, we're saying we again. But you know, it's a, it's a God bad habit America. to break. It's a very difficult <laughs> habit to break. Yeah, I was doing hard. it earlier on my own show today, saying we, and I was like, ah, oh, this is a habit, and it's a habit we we should get out of yeah. get out well, of if we can. State manipulators and power players put him there years ago. Now, decades later, we're pissed at him. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm sorry, but this we should stay out. We got to get away from this guy. We have to just let. If these people overthrow them, fantastic. If they don't, it's none of our business. The more we mess, and the only reason why we're messing in there is to affect state change for our reasons, not theirs. Yeah. It's, this is all for the people in charge, not any, I, for our people, for Americans, actually, or Libyans. It, I, it, I keep hearing this language, like the way the, the media reports this stuff, uh, that, that Gaddafi, uh, Deployed a human shield at the compound, and it sounds to me like they he they just did that. What's that? He deployed one. Well, it doesn't sound like these aren't military people. They're, I mean, maybe he these people chose to do that, but they make it sound like he's making, he's manipulating these people into doing. It. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm not sure what what you know what, what caused what you know why they're doing that, or if he asked them to do it, or if they just if they just. You know, he's got supporters, obviously. Well, that's and obviously the they're always going to have supporters. Yeah, every side is going to always have supporters, uh, whether they're good or not, whether they're bad or not. It's not the American military's business. If you, I wholeheartedly support. If you think Gaddafi is an evil person, you need, he needs to be taken down. You get some of your friends together, head on over there. But the American military is not going over there because of Gaddafi. They're going over there because of their own interests. Right. That's, Absolutely, and and, and for the reason else. him being in power is not serving their own interests anymore. And uh. as soon as it, they will put somebody else who will be a dictator, who will oppress, who will hurt his people, and that's not right. Yeah, it says it says in, in an update to the to the article about arming his citizens or the arming civilians. It says uh, Qaddafi says will open arm depot to the masses. Libya will exercise its right to self-defense. He says, interests of countries in Mediterranean face danger. He says, Libya ends efforts to stop illegal immigration. So they're not they're not stopping illegal immigration to Europe. Uh, is it just to Libya? I did, you need to speak into your mic. Sorry, is it just to Libya? <laughs> um, well, it says illegal immigration to Europe. So I guess people trying to get out of Libya. And, and So you have a bunch of people who are trying to be refugees. And yeah, they're, they're trying to go. And it looks like they're not stopping them anymore. It says a defiant Muammar Gaddafi said on Saturday he will arm civilians to defend Libya from what he called colonial crusader 
aggression by Western forces that have launched airstrikes against him. It is now necessary to open the stores and arm all the masses with all types of weapons to defend the independence, unity, and honor of Libya, Gaddafi said in an, in an audio message broadcast on state television hours after the strikes began. Wow, that actually suddenly makes a lot more sense. Never mind, this is propaganda. <laughs> Sorry, I, yeah. I'm, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Chances yeah. are, maybe there's a small chance I'm wrong, but good Lord, this sounds like propaganda. He's yeah. using the Western strikes against him that have just occurred yesterday to prop up his regime even more, which I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's yeah. what they've been doing across the Middle East since time out of mind at this point. Yeah. So, well, he says he would exercise its right to self-defense under Article 51 of the United Nations Charter, adding the Mediterranean and North Africa were now a battleground. The interests of countries face danger from now on in the Mediterranean because of this aggressive and mad behavior, he said. Unfortunately, due to this action... Marine and air targets, whether military or civilian, will be exposed to real danger in the Mediterranean since the area of the Mediterranean and North Africa has become a battleground because of this blatant military aggression. Well, I, I, I'll go that far and say it is blatant military aggression. Yeah, <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And it'll, it'll help to, uh, it'll help, you know, with, with, the, with whatever propaganda an evil regime wants to do. Exactly. An outside country is shooting missiles into their country. Um, you and know, it's not going to, it's going to be that much harder help, to reach yeah, the people. It's going to help the dictator. Yeah, that's too bad. The number that you can call is 603-435-1105. This is the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. We will be right back. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Mark and Ian are off tonight. This is your host, Dale. And this is Dennis. You can call in at 603-435-1105. And in fact, we have a caller now that uh, I think would like to chime in on our conversation. Kurt, you are on the air. How's it going today, gentlemen? Good. You're calling from Michigan, right? I am. I am. Okay. Um, actually, I'd like, I'd like to switch it up. I, I'm not quite sure what topic you're talking about, but not listening live. But That's quite all uh, right. Um, I called in a, uh, a couple of months ago and spoke with with Ian and Mark and got no traction on on the particular subject I'd like to talk about. In fact, Ian told me that he thought I was stamping my feet and he heard indignance in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I still have I still have a hard time figuring that one out. Um, but I'd like to call up and, and, you know and and make my case okay. that I believe that if you purchase something used from somebody that you did not know was stolen, that you subsequently find out is stolen, that you need to return that to its original owner at no cost to them. I think I have heard you talk about this before. I can't remember if I was there at the time or if I was listening to the show. Uh, I do recall you saying this. I think, I think one of the things, I think there are certain absolutes that, I, that we should be able to agree upon. Like, you cannot transfer a right that you do not first not, morally possess. I'm not sure I could call it an, an, an absolute. Absolutes are, that's a really, really, that's getting into a really strong statement. Uh, if you want to, if you're, you, you need to, I mean, well, you, you have to start from what, what are your basis, what is your basis of, of how you determine right and wrong. And, and if you can find that you agree on certain things, then you can move on from there perhaps to talk about um, absolutes. But that's pretty. Actually, I, I, would, I would actually agree with you on the absolute. If you can absolutely prove that this is absolutely a stolen artifact, that this is absolutely was somebody else's, 
the moral op- the moral obligation is to yes to give it back to them if you can absolutely prove it. The issue is is in reality you usually can't. And what if you just say well if if you just say that you own used to own that and it was stolen. Mm. There's well, a lot of gray areas. It has identification marks on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, you know, I mean, and you can't prove that it is yours. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I hear I you. Mean, I, th- I think I, it, I, think, th- I think it's a good point. I mean, it's it's certainly something that uh, it, it's certainly something that I guess depending on the case, it it makes sense to me that you know you ought to. And, uh, but it, it seems that the argument that was being made, you know, contravenes some very important libertarian principles or some liberty principles, should I say? Okay. You know, like I said, like I said, you cannot transfer a right that you do not first morally possess. Right. So they so didn't have a, they didn't have a right to sell it to you in the first place. So you don't well, it, now. Exactly. You don't, you don't so own you it. don't. You, they can't transfer that right of ownership. Mm-hmm. So you don't morally own it, own that, in spite of the fact that you do believe you do, or you did believe you 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 purchased it morally. Right. You know, and 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 another thing that I again that, that I'm going to call an absolute is that without prior agreement, you cannot hold one person responsible for the actions of another. Sure. I, okay. I well, I, the the uh, the argument that I was getting from both Ian and Mark is that the the original victim of the theft, which should be required to pay the the third party, you know, the one who didn't steal it but purchased it, the amount of money that they they paid for this particular stolen article. Oh, well, that's not necessarily yeah. the case. You might have to end up to that if you actually. Uh, Oh, sorry. Eat the microphone. Uh, that's not. <laughs> uh, that's not. I mean, that's not technically the case in all regards. I mean, if there, if there is some ambiguity, I'm sure an arbitrator and a lot of other people would agree that, hey, if you're saying this is yours, but you can't really prove it, pay them this, and maybe they'll be happy to give it to you. There's nothing wrong with that. But the issue becomes, how do you prove that that was yours, that that was stolen? In that case, you have to end up getting some pay the yeah, I mean, to do getting that. into proof and all that. I think is where it, it's only here where it gets murky. If, if, that's, if something is yours, issue right there. If, if, there if, if that's that been resolved, that yes, it's it's yours and it was stolen and it wasn't properly transferred. Yeah. But but I could see I could certainly see people having questions about that. Like really, I mean, how do you know? Uh, you're, you're saying that you didn't sell this or something, and you're not just wanting it back or something. I, you know, I could see ambiguity in that. But in terms of if yes, it was stolen and yes, it belongs to you, that then the person who Got got screwed is the person who bought something and and it wasn't theirs to well, buy. I mean, it wasn't theirs claim. to sell it in the first they place. They have a claim. They just don't have it against you. They have it against yeah. the the person who stole it. Right. In which right? case, that's that would just be right up for an arbitrator or you know somebody who's willing to uh, take the judgment of the case. You have a claim against this person you know, of for this. You know, we could say a dollar amount today, but whatever currency will be in the future, and. They I just have to take that up. I just think that the problem is it's it is such a it is such a difficult mess. I mean, you know, um, it can be a really difficult mess because people put identif- identifying information on something and then st- and have it for a few years and then eventually still sell it. You know, things yeah. like that. Well, yeah, so, but I mean, at that point, you've you've legitimately transferred ownership to the sales. I'm talking about something. But you could. You know, no, but I'm saying you, you that that creates and say that the, you didn't. Right. That's just it. It makes it. That's where it's still uh, it's still messy because you can say, well, well, that that was stolen. In fact, maybe you you know, it's, it's, someone can sell something and it has their identifying information on. That, it. That's the that's the reality of it. People lie all the time. They don't they don't do it without even knowing it. If okay, it was again, if it was I'm, a friend I'm of yours that you trusted, I'm not talking about you know. somebody trying to game this. Is I'm talking about somebody who legitimately had something stolen. Say, for instance, somebody came in, took my drum set. Yeah. They're all serial numbers on them. 
I think you are right in principle, Kurt, and then the reality it's going to be messy, which yeah. is true with most cases of property. I find so, that um, so when people are arguing... What's that? What do you do? Do you force the original victim to purchase it back? Thus, No, 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 no. I, I've already agreed with you that you're right in principle. You're I'm just right. telling no, you the reality of it is going to be a mess. Oh, we're saying... And, and how often does this happen? You know, I mean, how yeah. have you had a case of this this happening where well, I've someone... Not, I've not. Um, okay. But I, I would imagine, I would imagine if, if this is something that that would become a norm, you would find that a, a, a much different use for RFID chips. Right. You know, you'd find businesses that probably pop up that would keep records on this thing, on this type of thing. And as you sell something, you would notify that company, hey, I'm transferring ownership of the, my ownership in this stereo unit to this person. Right. And if it were, you know? if there were uh, agencies who had to maintain reputations and who didn't have the sort of um, the the ability to avoid any sort of sense of accountability the way the government does and everything, then you wouldn't you wouldn't people might not be so turned off by that notion. But I think it's one of those things that you know having the government track everything to keep up with who owns what is the way they tax us and regulate us and all that instead of keeping up well, with who owns what. Be up to date. You wouldn't be able to find them for months. Sure, it's it's the kind of, it's the, it's that kind of thing that makes it distasteful to to track things that way. But it's in, in a in a free market world, it's the kind of thing that could be a really useful service to actually keep up with property and be able to find stolen property and things like that. Perhaps right. well, we've and already I mean, seen I, that I, with I, a lot I, of I, the communication stuff with the internet. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, we've already seen with it with a lot of the internet and the communication. There's a lot of more tracking, a lot more. You know, you have your passwords, you have to give your information. There's a lot of tracking just voluntarily on the internet, and that's simply because it's easier for them to keep up with you, to give you what you want, and you like what they give you. You know what's an interesting comparison to this is the notion of this con the, the Bitcoins concept is Bitcoins are tracked uh, by a lot of other Bitcoin users in an anonymous way that makes it, you know, you, you know who owns them, you know? That's the nature of that currency, and that's yeah. what makes it useful. Right. So, all right, Kurt. Well, thanks for that input. I think you make sense. Thank you. Um, the number is 603-435-1105. You can call in and talk about whatever you like. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. The number you can call to join the conversation is 603-435-1105. We were just talking about an, uh, sort of one of those facets of property rights. Which, oh, a giant one. And, and libertarians, uh, small L and big L libertarians, love to talk about property rights. I mean, that is at the core of a lot of libertarian beliefs. Mm -hmm. And my notion of property rights come from the fact that, uh, that my opposition to violence, because... And I, and I, you know, I try, I've said this many times and I think some people come at it from other directions and so forth, but my idea is property rights for me derive from the fact that I oppose violence. And when you steal from someone, you are retroactively enslaving them. And it's my opposition to slavery that makes me support property rights. So that's why if, a, if somebody went then the notion of, if you've worked to produce something, then it, it should be yours because that's your labor. It's, 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 ins, it's enslaving you if you just steal it from someone. So that's why I think it's so upsetting to me, the idea of theft, I mean, yeah. whether, it's whether it's literal theft, the most obvious overt kinds of theft, or the more subtle kinds like taxation. 
where they rename it and call it something else and, and use propaganda to make us make it sound like it's something other than theft. But it's it's still it's still enslavement. Yeah. Well, so they have every option they can take whatever they want from you can they do whatever they want with it that's enslavement yeah and so i think what was making that conversation messy and i have a feeling this is where he said he was failing to, to get traction and he sounded and they made him sound upset they implied that he was stomping his feet and sounding indignant about something and i think where that comes from i'm 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 speculating a little here but i think where that comes from is that what Kurt is talking about is trying to get at the principle of property rights. Yeah. So what is the principle here? And what Mark and Ian were saying is, you know, the, the reality, reality is it's not so black and white. And that's often the case with property is that especially when you start talking, because a, a big uh, a big issue between a lot of people who, you know, some people saying, well, he's not they're not a real libertarian is because it, it has to do with when you're talking about things like land ownership. Yeah. Where and, and here's the thing about land ownership. If I don't you think work anybody with anybody owns land. <laughs> you don't uh, think anyone does? Oh no, we're all every person who thinks they own land, I think if you're paying property tax, you Oh, right, get right. Out of the that's the reality, <laughs> right? But that's but um, well, um well this well can you own land is like a question that comes they up tell a lot you for, you do, for, but for if you don't pay it. Yeah. And and you know people will say stuff, well it was already here, you know, it was there. You didn't produce the land. How can you claim to own it and everything? Well, here's the thing though. If you build if you build a house on some land, that's and it's homes. awfully hard not to, you know, do that. Homesteading principle. <laughs> not to have a foundation okay. for a house. Yeah, the homesteading principle. Then then you've worked really hard to build a house. Like a lot of work and a lot of materials that you probably had to pay a lot to get the materials for someone to produce those, you know, to refine the materials in such a way that you can build the house and so forth. You've put a lot of work into that house. Oh, and yeah. if you don't own that house, then you've been enslaved. If someone can just walk up behind you and then move into your house, there's no doubt in my mind that you've been enslaved for a significant amount of your time and effort and labor and and that's violence, but um and th and that just requires that you own that land. It seems to me. It seems to me that you know for, to, within reason that that's a you know that's a reasonable claim, you know. But when you talk about land ownership, someone will say, "Well, I stuck a flag in it. I got there first, and I stuck a flag in it, and that was my labor, <laughs> and yeah. I own the land." And someone would say, "Well, that's most people would say that's ridiculous." Someone else will say. They build a house on it. That's a significant amount of labor that re that it requires a little bit of land, you know, unclaimed land or land that you paid someone else who claimed it or whatever. Or in some cases or, where they build a fence around it, which is about the same. I was going to get to that, yeah, but I'm sorry. trying to handle the extreme <laughs> cases first. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, on the other extreme, you know, built uh, you built a, a piece of property on the land that takes massive amounts of labor, and uh, and most people would say, yeah, you you own that land. You you've certainly homesteaded that land. You built a house on it. Maybe not. Maybe it would. You know, you might argue about how far out from the house it goes. You yeah. know, you need a little bit of room around the house to deal with to take care of your house and whatever. Well, you need a dog, right? <laughs> and um, or you you know, and then you got like agriculture. You know, if you if you farm some land, you obviously labored to do that, and it takes a lot to prep land for farming and so forth. And so that implies, you know, now you own that land. But then there's some argument that some people would argue that. But you said build a fence around something. Well, that takes labor. But, you know, the bigger you build it, like you, you're getting a lot more land for a certain amount of labor or whatever. And so people might start arguing with that. Well, so there's this is the ambiguity. The principle of it, though, is that if you if you steal something that someone labored over, you have retroactively enslaved them. Well, and the other issues you run into is when you start saying things. Here's the thing I have. I have with the homesteading principle. I really agree with property rights. However, with homesteading, it leaves out it like the way you describe it purposely leaves out people with environmental issues. Like they want to make a a park that's you know hundred thousand acres, crazy amount of size, maybe like Glacier National Park, but instead private. 
but by those very issues, you can't own it because you're not building on it. Yeah, that's a complication. I thought about that, too, because you know, I've heard a libertarian solution, for instance, that has been proposed by a lot of people for things like preservation of, of nature reserves and things like that is, well, get a bunch of people together to buy it. Yeah. From who? Like, who owned it to begin with? And right? Then and, and then... <laughs> therein lies the rub. I don't know. You know, and I don't have an answer to that. I do not have an answer. Maybe someone can call in, 603-435-1105. But it gets at what, I'm, what I think is the, con, is the reason why there's this... Uh, why Kurt, for instance, says he can't get traction is... Is because the, Mark and Ian are talking about the practicalities of it. Uh, yeah. They may not be disagreeing with him in principle. Like, I immediately agreed with him in principle. Yes, I understand. In principle, I agree with you. The reality of it is... There's a lot more that goes It's going to be it. a really hard case to prove, I think, to say, well, oh, yeah, yeah this, was, this was not properly sold and everything. Because how much proof do you have to have of a, of a legitimate sell, sell, sale, excuse me, of, of something... You know, most times something just changes hands and some currency or some other object changes hands. There's a trade that takes place. And all you're depending on is people's word. Yeah, and you're, most for most things, that's it. You know, bigger stuff, it, it, obviously there's more to it. You know, and so I think most, I think Mark and Ian are probably agreeing with him in principle. But in reality, you're just pointing out, look, it's, it's you know, it's not going to, it's going to be messy. The reality of it is going to be messy. Just like the reality of... You know, the fence, the flag, the house, yep. the, the agriculture, and then you have all these different libertarians that have different ideas of how much you really own that land, or, or if at all, you know, are you just on, the, are you basically just being allowed to be on the land, or, or should you in fact have to, to compensate other people for use of the land while your house or your farming is on it, or, you know, or things like that. Or maybe that flag <laughs> actually did work. Whoever first put that flag and the entire route since the, you know, 1600s, you that's where it's been going. <laughs> yeah, it certainly seems like uh, the what's happening in a lot of this right now is um, states are just are land. sticking flags and things and saying we own it. Exactly. And well, who is who are they? They're these ambiguous entities. There's just a bunch you know? of people who are like, you know what, we own it. Are you going to argue with me? Good, we're going to shoot you. Yeah, and you, and then you pay them taxes to be able to keep your house on something, and and it's supposedly yours that you either built or spent an awful lot of money to pay someone else to build and worked really hard to be able to pay someone else to build it, and whatever. And you end up losing it anyways because you don't want to pay your tax. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know too many people that are so principled that they that they don't pay their property taxes. I know that Ian's talked about it. It's like, hey, if I'm I can find renter. some other people that will <laughs> you know, join up with me and let's not pay our property taxes. I just want I think to avoid it's one the, the issue altogether. It's one of the most insidious ones, I think. And, and it is. If you look at how much of our, you know, we have our federal taxes that fund wars. That's the most disgusting things. Mostly wars. Mostly a lot of violence. Uh, a certain number of um, welfare type situations, whether it's Social yeah. Security, Medicare, welfare. Uh, uh, welfare is pretty small, actually. Social Security just, and Medicare are pretty big. but That's uh, um, side issue. gets me so angry yeah. with this. Because, but, oh, I really but a lot of people. our taxes go toward towards schooling. Yeah. Uh, a big chunk of property taxes are based on this notion that we need to make sure everyone can have an education. And this is almost across and, the board with all states. And, and this is what's so offensive to me, is my property taxes are paying to to do one of the most insidious things that keeps statism propped up and keeps people ignorant and just acting as cogs in a machine, which is this indoctrination system that we call education. And it's, you know, a, it's training people to be obedient. The sickest part I always else. found with education growing up with it, uh, I've come from a very, very educationally bound family, all teachers. And they, this system is failing. The kids are not learning. They're not getting, they're 
the literacy rate is dropping you know, drastically. And they're not helping them. No. And then we still want to prop this up and send more money. Yeah, it, it, the worse it gets, they say, well, they don't have enough money then. They That's still don't have enough money. Awful. It's always not enough money, even though it keeps getting worse and worse. And we keep putting more and more money into it. And we and I, I can say we now because they keep taxing us to yeah, do it, whether exactly. or not we approve this of it or not. We. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the number is 603-435-1105. This is the Sunday edition. Mark and are off. Give us a call. We will be right back. Good evening. This is Free Talk Live, the show that you can control by calling in at 603-435-1105. Mark and Ian are off. This is your host, Dale. Dennis. And we were talking about property rights, and uh, yeah, I think we came to a happy place there. Um, the reality the reality of property, li- property rights is messy. Not so much the rights, but just it's, the reality of situations is every messy. Every situation is going to have to be handled, and that's why I... That's I think, I think I the principles are sound. The principle of property is sound and important to a free society. The reality is messy. <laughs> just like people. And that's why, I mean, education you brought up at the end there, property rights, each situation is going to have its own particular answer. Uh, they're going to be along the lines of very similar answers, but it's... Well, and, each, and, it's, and there's not going to be a clean answer. I no. mean, that's the reality, and that's why we need third-party mediators and arbitrators to... Because these kinds of things, if, if people are upset enough, it can... End in violence, it can, or yeah. can result in violence, or lead to violence, and and the idea, if we want to have a peaceful society, is to find peaceful means of resolving conflict. Yep, and that's a big part. Of, and states are certainly not it. it <laughs> this is when people don't like they don't like that the answers are not nice and clean and black and white, and so they they create the state. The state is this magical answer. It, the the state is. You're the snake right, oil. I'm wrong. It's yeah. the snake oil solution. The snake that you have this people come in who don't have their authority is is not derived from reasonable notions to begin with. Um, and so the notion of the state is to, they, you know they come in and they draw nice clear lines and then but that doesn't mean those are the right lines. It, it just you know that's just that might satisfy you, but those are still arbitrary lines. Well, and then the problem becomes you know? is everybody within that state starts trying to adjust towards those lines, and you get a lot, a lot of distortion. In a society, the markets, society, everything. It just starts going along lines that they aren't I, meant for. I think people are trying to live a fantasy. They want mm-hmm. those nice, clear lines. The lines that, you know, someone draws some arbitrary lines and they feel like it's been, the, pro- the problem's been resolved. Like, no, it's not. Um, you know, the, 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 the rational people recognize that those are not, those are still arbitrary lines. The real lines are fuzzy. The yeah. real lines are people disagree about things and they need to resolve those disagreements somehow. And, and let's find peaceful ways to do it. So, so all the different people, if you look at all the different types of libertarians, the ones, some who have different notions of property rights, some who feel in particular, in particular strong about like land ownership and things like that. And a lot of, a lot of libertarians, and I think they have valid points. I'll say, I'll just say that much. I'm not going to agree or disagree. I think they have valid points of, of contention that a lot of the horrible, the most horrible um, abuses and of tyranny come from people having irrational ownership, uh, irrational notions of land ownership, yep. perhaps, and and the whole, whole idea of people monopolizing large amounts of land that they perhaps did not legitimately, legitimately homestead, and that that's a huge area of contention. You know, especially when you talk about a state, for instance, that claims to own everything. You know, the United States, all fifty states, the they are owned by the federal government, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, the area that your house is on is, 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 is you know, essentially the, the town that you're a, a part of or the city that you're a part of claims to own it, and therefore they can make you pay rent on it. That's your taxes, your property taxes. 
And uh, yeah, and that's something I feel is, I feel morally opposed to, in particular, to the, the both, both the money being stolen from me and to what it's being used to do, and I, which I think is insidious, which I is think very mor- insidious. Uh, morally is, is far too nice of a way to yeah. <laughs> say how much I oppose it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, and... So, so let's move on. Um, we're going to talk about something. This has been talked about a lot on F- on Free Talk Live. If you've been talking, listening to re- recent shows, uh, in fact, I was just listening to last night's show, and they talked about it quite extensively. And uh, it's it's the Liberty Do- the Liberty Dollar trial came out recently. Ooh, big um, issue, yeah. Uh, not House Bernard von Nothaus, um was convicted. It was at the conclusion of an eight-day trial. I'm going to repeat a little bit of this just to catch people up in case they haven't been listening. But you know, most of, most of our listeners, if they're regular listeners, have have heard this. Have uh, they're up on the story? But we're gonna we're gonna go into it a little more. And I'm gonna express a what, an opinion that I suspect will be somewhat controversial. But oh yeah, I it is what it is. <laughs> I told you a little bit about <laughs> it. A break, not too much. So uh, here we go. And from CitizenTimes.com. This is citizen-times.com, the leader of a group that marketed a fake currency called Liberty Dollars. I, you know, it's interesting that they've already applied their media bias right there. A fake currency called Liberty Dollars in the Asheville area and elsewhere has been found guilty by a federal jury of conspiracy against the government in a case of, and they put this in quotes, domestic terrorism. So at least there, they're, you know, when they call it a fake currency, that seems to be the opinion of the article writer. Because it's not in quotes or anything. Bernard von Nothaus was convicted Friday at the conclusion of an eight-day trial in U.S. District Court in Statesville. I gotta ask, what defines a currency as fake? Well, presumably, I mean, you know, it's coming I from could, a status position, right? Yeah, Where the I state totally defines take a monopoly currency. If people are willing to take it, they take it. It's currency. Yeah, it sounds like it's coming from a position of, uh, you know, someone buying into the idea that, that the state monopolizes and, and, and rightfully monopolizes um, the right to make currency. And I don't agree with that position. <laughs> you know, I. I don't think it's rightful. The jury deliberated less than two hours, according to the Department of Justice. Charges remain pending against William Kevin Ines. Uh, Ennis, I think it is, actually. I think, I, I think that's pronounced Ennis. Someone can call in and correct me. A Nashville man who authorities said recruited merchants in western North Carolina willing to accept the barter currency. According to court records, Ennis was indicted along with Von Nothaus in 2009. So, and here, this is in quotes, attempts to undermine the legitimate currency of this country are simply a unique form of domestic terrorism, U.S. Attorney Ann Tompkins said. While these forms of anti-government activities do not involve violence, they're every bit as insidious and represent a clear and present danger to the economic stability of this country. Uh, FRNs re- represent a clear and present danger to the financial, to the economic stability of this country, in my opinion. Well, that's the reality. Uh, yeah. <laughs> without, without any market competition, FRNs uh, repre- represent a, a clear and present danger. Actual market competition in currencies would be one of the best things for our economy, in my opinion. Yeah, but that's not what they want because they have control of the FRNs. Right. It's like it, it, uh, here's the issue that a lot of people, they always gets me when they're like start talking about corporations and how they hate corporations this is a group of people who have complete control over money they don't want anybody to compete with them right of course they don't <laughs> and as soon as they do that you have these issues uh where yeah. we have the liberty dollar now i, w- I want to hear what you were going to say about the liberty dollar. This well is- we're going to get to that right okay. now actually let's get right on it i'm going to read this one statement first because i have a disclaimer to make before i upset everybody with my statement um von dot house 67 faces up to 25 years in prison during sentencing which hasn't been scheduled 
The government also is seeking, you know, that's a ridiculous sentence. Uh, the government is also is seeking the forfeiture of about 16,000 pounds of Liberty Dollar coins and precious metals valued at nearly $7 million. And I believe that has not actually been adjusted for the change in the price of silver and, and gold lately. Yeah, so which at is, that time, so it was 2007 more. in November. I remember it was like right after my birthday. Uh, this was a huge, in fact, in fact, just to tie this into people, if you remember this, this was a huge, huge news story Back then, right before the Ron Paul, it was because of the Ron Paul revolution was going on. At the the Ron time. Paul dollars were about to come out. That's they had those minted. They were they were trying to get these out, and all of a sudden they're raided. Nothing was told to anybody. It's been three years, people. Yeah, maybe it was just a coincidence, but it was sure funny how they suddenly raided and took all the Ron Paul dollars that were about to go into circulation. <laughs> and <laughs> you now, know? three years later, they're finally taking the guy who's who they just went after and put him to trial. Yep. And we believe that there's, you know, short trials here in America. That's insane. Three years is absolutely insane. Well, and and so here's my disclaimer. This is obscene. He doesn't deserve to be punished at all. He has, I don't believe he's done anything wrong. Legally, uh, maybe they can, you know, I, I don't care what their legal reasons are. They might have found something legally and been able to, you know, maybe it makes sense in their bizarre legal you know, they control these legal, this legal this world. This is their legal world. Yeah, the state is irrational, okay? And they have their legalities. And maybe, maybe something makes sense within that bizarre world. I don't know. But, of course, I don't believe that he's done anything wrong. I don't believe he should be punished. Uh, I don't believe he's, I, I, well, I'll say this. I don't believe he's committed a, a real crime. I, uh, but, but this is where, you know, I have to make that disclaimer first. And I don't think he should go to jail. I don't think, you know, he deserves to be sued or go to jail or, or whatever. Oh, I agree with that. But, where, I, my, but where, I, uh, where I tend to conflict, apparently, with a lot of other small L libertarians is that I, I think the Liberty Dollar sucks. Really? <laughs> I do. It <laughs> was like, it. it's this like this. This is awful, but this was retarded. <laughs> it's like FRNs are horrible. I mean, okay. FRNs, uh, they're, they are the... The, the epitome of everything wrong you can do with currency. Yes. They're not backed by anything. They're paper. They are um, controlled well, by an incredibly... Actually, I, agree. I disagree. They are backed... This is something... They're I... backed by violence. Exactly. They're backed Which by violence. Which is pretty big. And, <laughs> instead of being backed by something of value that, you know... that used to, the, the original paper currency was paper that represented a contract that you could turn it in and get something of value for it. You could get gold, most oh, yeah. usually. That was the Originally. original paper currency. But that's and, a bad idea. Because and it, it became exploited because there was fraud involved in everything. But the, and the basic idea made banks, sense. They're going, oh, I'm yeah. not getting all my money back. Liber Reserve Liberty Bank. dollars seems to me like they decided to do something that's better than FRNs, but not too much better. Not too much better. You know, let's not make it really, really good currency. And and that's what bugs me about it. In the market, in the market I think it's bad currency. Let's get back to this once we come back. Yeah, we'll be right back. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in at 603-435-1105. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. It's the second hour. 
lots of time for, for you to call in and express your thoughts. You can control this show anytime by calling 603-435-1105. Mark and Ian are off tonight. This is your host, Dale. And Dennis. So I kind of left our last the last hour uh, on a strong statement that I feel the need to further clarify. <laughs> I said that Liberty Dollars suck. <laughs> and you did. It has been my opinion for for some time at, at, at great odds with a lot of other Liberty activists. Um, I'm appalled, sir. So I, did, I feel need to, the need to clarify. I think a lot of people are very apologetic for the Liberty Dollar because they, they're looking at it as an activism tool, which is fine. But I think it should be judged as a as an alternative currency. Well, that's crazy. I first. can't believe that's how anybody else would be looking at it. It, it. it should be judged as an alternative currency first, and I think that's where it sucks. Uh, if you want to do activism, that, that's fine. Maybe it's good for that. It's fairly expensive a- activism, I think. That had he not been arrested for, obviously, this kind of undermines the business model. And but he, he but was if he got successful but if, before he got. You know, arrested. Oh, very successful. Uh, uh, tremendous markup yeah. on these things. Okay, massive, massive markup. Everybody wanted if to you're, get out of if this. If you're trying to avoid, uh, if you're trying to avoid a really bad currency, uh, you know, let's let's start off by not, you know, buying one. When I mean, you can buy an alternative currency that, that like, doesn't wait, have such an insane markup. And I'm already there. So, some basically, I'm going to read a post that I did uh, in response to the to the controversy around the Liberty Dollar. Um, someone said, uh, and like I said, I gave my disclaimer. I don't think he is a criminal. I don't think he deserves to go to jail. I don't think he's, there's anything worthy of being sued for anything. I said, look, um, someone said it doesn't even make sense. How in the hell could they be counterfeit? They look nothing like U.S. dollars. And again, that's where we're getting into the legality of what counterfeiting means. Counterfeiting uh, is a nonsense. You know, that implies fraud and stuff. And um, you could maybe argue this because they, he puts dollars on them, and dollar generally means you but, know. Okay. But but the, the Canadians can call it. use the word dollar too. Exactly. Don't they? Okay. You, other countries use the word dollar. Yeah. And you can say, oh wait, here's a silver. It's as good as a dollar. And when in actuality, so, it's much better. Right. So there's so there's so there's a lot of good defenses against that argument that you know it's counterfeit because he uses the word dollar or whatever. Because like again, a lot of different countries use that. It's it's a fairly common usage for a, a currency. But it says um. But I said, look, that just means, well, I said that just means they're badly done counterfeiting. <laughs> they use dollar signs and they certainly imply that they were valid U.S. currency. I do feel like there was this, if you're a naive person who's you know not up on currency like a lot of libertarians are, and if yeah, you haven't gone to the Liberty Dollar, economics all the time. if yeah. you don't read books on um, Austrian economics and so forth, and you haven't gone and read the Liberty Dollar website and someone hands you this very shiny, pretty silver coin and it has 20 dollars dollar signs on it and 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 a lot of similar lingo as as a as the US FR, uh, federal reserve notes have on them and stuff then yeah i mean you 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 you're you're likely going to think this is some kind of US backed currency a no, lot of some no, people I'm just going to bust out the nitric acid test the silver and be yeah. good to go <laughs> but anyway i said i said if i'm looking to use an alternate currency i sure as hell don't want a dollar sign on it it seems to miss the point as an alternative currency product liberty, liberty dollars suck it's like they set out to make an alternative, but didn't want to make it too much better than Federal Reserve notes. Well, they wanted people to be familiar with it already. Again, an activism tool. Uh, <laughs> an true. activism tool for teaching people about alternative currencies. That's the defense I keep hearing of the Liberty Dollar. It's, oh, but you can teach, teach, you know, teach people about the alternative currencies and about the evils of the federal banks and so on. Yeah, but as an alternative currency... You know, the model seemed to appeal to the activist nature of people to want to train others to accept alternate currency in a manner that failed to take advantage of silver's ability to hedge against inflation. And inflation comes from the fact that 
they have complete control over this currency, uh, monopoly control over a currency and how much of it there that exists out there. And it's backed by violence and so on. So, you know, probably the main biggest reason to use alternate currency in the first place. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we're, we're going to put dollar signs. Uh, it's, I put in this in quotes as, you know, just kind of imply the, the thinking behind this. We're going to put dollar signs on these so you can trick naive people into thinking they're legal currency. And that will get people used to the idea of alternate currencies after lots of these are in regular circulation. And they had, and, uh, and I also, I think it sounds to me like, I'm not sure about this. Someone can call in, but it seems to me like I heard some of the ways that people were using Liberty dollars and, and the way they were they would spend them, mm -hmm. and it sounded like it was without outright lying and saying this is U.S. currency. They would say, "Do you want paper or do you want silver?" No, oh, yeah, no. And who's going to say they want paper, right? And um, well, and without explaining, it. they're not explaining. This is not a valid U.S. currency, you know. And it's probably on the Liberty Dollar website. They're probably encouraging people. You know, you should tell people this isn't U.S. currency. But but how many people are going to accept it if you, uh, if you honestly, tell them? Honestly, as a guy who goes out and is like, you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to market this idea to people. Mm -hmm. You don't go up to them like, this is not a valid U.S. currency. They're like, great, because I don't want it. Right. You go, I can give you silver that's worth more and will be continuously and the worth, worth the more. And the impression that I had is paper. that lots of people are going out there trying to let allow people to think this is a U.S. currency. And then they've, they've gotten it out <laughs> into circulation and now it's mixed in with all the other stuff. That is the impression I got. And... Um, and so, and again, I think the the, the Liberty Dollar website probably says, uh, and I don't, I haven't read it this closely, but I, I suspect it says, "Don't do that. Don't do that. Tell them that it's not. This is not U.S. currency." But I don't know. I don't so, know. meanwhile, as FRNs get devalued, uh, we'll take your Liberty Dollars and swap them out for coins with an upgraded FRN value for a nice fee, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. So. So all the while, they sell them at an insane markup over spot, and part of the justification was it might someday be necessary to make a lot of money to cover legal fees. You know, they, you know, they needed that markup to cover legal fees because they are doing, marketing this as an alternate <laughs> currency. So legal fees were supposedly built into the business model. Of course, they asked for donations when that time came. Selective memory. All that said, I still don't want them to lose. The proper punishment for their exploitative and deception-based racket <laughs> would have been for them to ultimately fail in a free market, or freer market at least. I would have tried to uh, spur a campaign of enlightenment and counter-propaganda. When someone tried to buy something from me with one, I'd offer them silver value plus a reasonable coinage rate for them, ignoring or silver spot value, I should say. I, I meant to say spot value. I would offer them spot value plus a uh, reasonable coinage rate for them, ignoring the dollar signs stamped on the coin, what I refer to as bad counterfeiting. When they complained that they paid way more than that for it, I'd say, well, then you're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, that's what was happening. People were paying $20. For like, uh, it, it, has, it, it says $20 stamped on it. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it, at the time it was like a 12, you know, silver had just gone up to like $12 or something. I know. I remember when and, I bought that. <laughs> and I'm looking at it and I'm, go, I'm thinking, well, you know, you're, you want me to give you $20 for what is maybe 13 and a half of worth of silver if you adjust for coinage? You know, no. you, you have to add a little for the fact that it's been minted into a nice coin. You can get lots of very nicely minted silver coins and you pay extra for that. You know, then that makes sense because spot value, I believe, is like a 50, might be 50 ounces or is it 50 pounds? A big bar of silver, basically. Um, it's um, 50 ounces. I, I, yeah, I think it seems like it might even be, that. it might even be 50 pounds. I forget, but it's a, it's a large, like, 
ingot of silver. That's what your that's yeah. what spot represents. And it's just and, you that know. divided by the actual ounces in it. Yeah. So so you know obviously there's coinage value and stuff, but the liberty liberty dollars were way marked up, and I heard so many excuses for why that was, and so many excuses for, and and. And I think people were apologetic because they were using it as an activist tool, as a tool to educate people about alternative currencies. And I'm like, well, okay, but you realize that uh, Bernard Bernard's making a killing on that, yeah, <laughs> on that activism. Well, that's so, the point. so you know, <laughs> so he's got a great business model. If lots of people are willing to pay this insane markup on silver to buy his particular currency because it's a cool activism tool, so he's making money off activists. He's not he's not sacrificing, you know anything in order to for activism he's he's got a business model that 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 is built on you being willing to pay insane amounts in order so you can do activism and i, I, I honestly about the i currency. completely disagree with that <laughs> what's that i i agree with the fact that you're saying yes he's making mm-hmm. a business model so you do the activism but it's what you're you're not saying is the amount of risk obviously that uh, well you're and, and he knew he prove, was going to be taking and it's proven here it is um you know. that's the, not like the feds the <laughs> the feds have been going after counterfeiters for years. I mean, they mm-hmm. they regale us with tales. I mean, I remember even being in Indiana and they had a there was a counterfeit machine in some cave in southern Indiana and they're really excited about it. They're making money and the feds took those people and they hung them. Mm. And this is 1870s. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. no, they're yeah, he I was taking you. a major risk. You're right. No, you have you do have a good point. You have a good point. Um I think it's a horrible mistake to tie it with FRNs when FRNs are such a horrible problem. Putting a dollar sign on it and things like that, I thought, I've always hated that. I always thought it was a horrible mistake. All right, the number is 603-435-1105. Uh, you can call anytime you like. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. This is the Sunday edition. Mark and Ian are off. This is your host, Dale. And this is Dennis. You can call in at 603-435-1105. I just lambasted the Liberty Dollars. Yeah, and you did. I did. And uh, as I was reading my post, I, you could probably hear a lot of hesitation in, in, as I was reading it because I was suddenly, I think I was, I've had kind of a something stuck in my craw about the Liberty Dollar since it, since it started. You, you didn't um, like it but, as an individual entity. I, and you, so I think I just kind of went off. <laughs> but, uh, and so now in, re, in retrospect, there, I would like to retract my statement that they're badly done counterfeiting because I really don't, I don't think they're counterfeit. No, I, no I, would, I don't I see it as counterfeiting at all. They're a legitimate alternative but, currency. However, yeah. they're just not a good alternative. They're not, okay, they're not a very good one. That. They're not However, a very good one. Yeah. This, this issue, the way the, the government's, I mean, whether our, our scruples a set aside. The government is lambasting people who have even been people who have bought this currency, which they have now stolen, by the way. So they have certificates yep. that they there's no silver back, back behind it because the government stolen it all. They're now domestic terrorists, right? I, that's oh, of ridiculous. course not. That's uh, it's absurd. Wrong. It's absurd. The calling them domestic terrorists. That's they're taking the word terrorist and applying it to anything they don't like now. And, and, you know, and that's what, you know, any kind of activism, if you speak out, if you speak out a bit against the way things are done in government, you're, you're a terrorist these days. And that makes it very easy to label people in such a way as, you know, these people are going to cause a massive you know, eruption of chaos They're if we don't deal with them. They're going to go around and baklavas and, <laughs> and just start WMDing the place right up. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. We don't do that. Yeah. Um, 
And I think, and again, the defense I keep hearing, I keep hearing it over and over again is they're so much better than FRNs. Well, how hard is that? Yeah, that's come on. I got coconut. Oh, FRNs are the epitome of a horrible currency. I can take these sunflower seeds and I can make them better than FRNs. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Come on. That's your defense for the Liberty Dollars that it's better than FRNs. No kidding. I will immediately concede that point. And how much is that? Federal Reserve note. We keep saying FRNs. We haven't. I I I tried to say Federal Reserve notes earlier. It's a it's a little it's some that's libertarian lingo. Whenever someone's we know FRNs, we're talking about crappy paper dollars that everyone is using uh, as if and the other thing is is the, we're not calling them crappy because we don't like the color i love <laughs> right. green it's my favorite color however <laughs> what i don't like is losing my currency's value every year and it's happening faster folks and i need to tell you this because just in this past month alone 3.9% your food has gone up and it's going to keep getting worse, and your inflation is going to keep getting worse, and that dollar in your pocket is going to be worth less and less. Before you spend a dollar, you can't even can't even get a stick of gum. It's it's without a doubt you're right, and I've known this for some time. It's just recently I keep hearing more and more news stories that make me think it's much sooner than I originally thought that the dollar is going to go to crap fast. Oh no, I predicted 2011 September uh, a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. Okay, so 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 well then you were more right than me. I I think it took me longer to see the signs, but um I'm I'm really eager to not own dollars. Like own something of value instead of uh, Federal Reserve notes, people. I'm telling you this. I don't. Does this make me a domestic terrorist? Yes. Am I? I am a domestic according, terrorist according because I'm to telling the you that prosecutor, you are you know, a domestic terrorist. Guys, look. If you understand supply supply and demand economics, this is something that you know really it only has this is value. <laughs> you've been you've been told that it has value, and that if you don't accept it, you're gonna there's gonna be violence. Uh, if you don't accept it, as and but okay, fine, but but don't own any more than you absolutely have to for well, to yeah, just liquidity. to take to, 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 you have a little liquidity. But listen, own things of value, whether it's uh, I don't know. Sadly enough, land, but silver, land, gold, precious land, metals real estate, precious metals, something that will that will hopefully retain its value when Hell, they bales print, of cotton. When they when they they don't necessarily print money, by the way. What well, they do, but I'm saying that's not where the inflation comes from as much as fractional reserve banking or just creating money in numbers and computers in large amounts that that's making your the dollars in your pocket drastically reduced in value and and Ron Paul explained this very well one time oh, yeah. the the richest people uh, the b- banks <laughs> get this money and loan it out and um, and then and then the wealthiest people buy things up when they know this is happening they buy up real property with those dollars first and then by the time those dollars reach you they've already deflated in value and the things that were bought up by the banks stocks uh, and companies and, and lots of other things actually. and lots you see stocks foods. rising a lot of that is just inflation it's just uh, they're just those stocks have hedged against all the massive amounts of money that's being printed out there, and these these super wealthy entities have the dollars first. They buy things first before the inflation happens, and they preserve the value before um, all these dollars get devalued. The ones in your pocket, they're taxing the the paper money in your pocket as you as we speak by inflating uh, by inflating the currency and deflating the value of the currency that's in your pocket. And you notice it doesn't buy anywhere near what it used to buy anymore. If you've got money sitting in your bank making 1% interest or less these days, uh, you're, you're an idiot. Get, get it, uh, own something of value. Get it out of FR, uh, Federal Reserve note form. Oh, it's it definitely. And here's the other thing I would, would like to say about this is that a lot of people, especially I come from more of the very liberal side of the sector, um, 
they are constantly going about the separation between the rich and the poor, the super rich and the super poor. The rich are just getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. This is one of the reasons why. It's absolutely a reason why. They've got a currency that they have complete control over and they can manipulate the hell of it. Hell They're out of it. Stealing from you. And the people who own massive amounts of um of property are able to you know game this system, uh, a, vi- a very violent system in their favor. And we have the, the, this boom bust cycle that we keep experiencing. This yeah. is a pump that pumps money up from poor people up to rich people. Mm-hmm. You know because <laughs> oh you know in an, in a you know a natural free market system it would be much more inclined to distribute out. You know that would be the nature of that system. And it's it not just it's not just the poor poor. It's everybody up to the upper middle class. Yeah, the the middle class really gets screwed pretty hard. You know these hard people hard. that bust their ass for years and years to get trained in some trade so they can make a decent living. Yep. Uh, and they are really producing things of value that not very many people can. Do- they go the, in massive you know, amounts of debts just so they the, can get a the job. Doctors or, they can pay off or that the debt. entrepreneurs, they're people taking huge risks, uh, taking what little bit of money they have and reinvesting it and trying to produce something new and exciting and and and, and of need to the community. Um, these this sort of upper middle class are really, I think, getting milked the, the worst. And what's really sad is the upper middle class are the ones who just don't realize it the most. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the ones that they keep raising taxes on them. They're not really raising taxes on the super rich. Oh, no, And even not at if all. they did, it wouldn't matter that much because they, they get so many rich. perks. The perks that the super rich get out of our system way makes up for any taxes. You know, the worst tax you could do on them is to take away all those perks. Yeah. <laughs> to take away their ability to manipulate the currency. Take away uh, the ability of corporations to put to to lobby and, and create massive regulations on their competition so that they can they can function without competition and and not be no, not be competed with by these startup companies and things like that. Yeah. If you take that away from them, they, oh, they, they'll, they, I guarantee they would run you, out of the nation. They wouldn't even be here anymore. They'll throw There's a like, fit. Ah, this. Exactly. They, they will throw fits like you wouldn't believe versus if you just raise their taxes. If you, yep. just, you can raise corporate taxes and things like that, which you will pay, by the way. Yeah. Uh, as long as they're making profits. And as long as they have <laughs> loopholes to get through it, they don't care. Why exactly. would they? Uh, exactly. But we're getting off topic. Back to being a domestic terrorist. How do you feel about that? Um... Proud. <laughs> no. Put your hand up in the air. Raise your fist high. Yeah, I don't know. It's so easy to be a domestic terrorist these days. You can do it very accidentally if you're not careful. Hey, well, so four degrees. You can commit four counts of felony by you know businessmen. They accused the guy that wrote the Fourth Amendment on his chest at a TSA uh, oh, yeah, screening. He's a, he's a domestic terrorist. Yep. Oh, good grief. You can call in at 603-435-1105. We'll be right back. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Mark and Nina Roth, this is your host Dale. And Dennis. The number is 603-435-1105. Uh, if you're a fan of the Liberty Dollar, we have been ripping on it. Actually, I should say we. I've been ripping on it. You're, you haven't been ripping on it too hard. Uh, you've kind of come to its defense. And you have made some good points that I'm going to acknowledge now. Sweet. Uh, he has been uh, now convicted. And we don't. We haven't heard sentencing, but we have heard oh, up to 20... Uh, up to, up to 25, 25 years. years. They're yeah. calling him a domestic terrorist, which is absurd. No, 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 no. They're um, not just calling him a domestic terrorist. Oh, anyone that uses the Liberty Dollars. Anybody who uses, sells, barters, anything. with If you touch the Liberty do- the, the Dollars and have it in your, cur- your possession. I've heard that. Just having one in your possession. You are domestic terrorists. I, and I certainly, I, I've never, I have not been a fan of them, as I just said. And so I don't 
I, I haven't been I haven't been stockpiling Liberty dollars, but uh, I it's very possible I got one somewhere. I mean, I think I've probably accepted one at some time for something. Probably not quite at face. Well, I shouldn't say face value. They don't really have a face value. And this is where I retracted my statement about calling. It was really I, it was unfair of me to call them counterfeiting. I think they say suggested retail value. Yeah. On them. And, and then they have dollar value for a suggested yes. retail value. That is not you know, that right there is it should tell you. It's not counterfeiting. It's not saying that this is $20. It's saying this is a suggested retail value for this coin or for this round or whatever. Technically, it's barter. And, yeah, technically, it's barter. And the, all of this should have been all of this should have been really blatant, um, at very least reasonable doubt in court, right? But, um, but, but see, this is what I'm talking about. About It's better than FRNs, but, but not too much better. Why put a suggested retail value on there? That bugs me. For something that you know is constantly changing value. Yeah. You create a burden on the users of this currency that, you know, yes, you can go turn it in and pay a coinage fee to get it. To get an upgraded one. No, no, I disagree. You know? Okay, here. But the, but why do that? Because it's changing value constantly. We're yeah, talking about something that has doubled in the, value since three months ago. If you get people to keep looking at the value of silver mm-hmm. and give them a, you know, keep the, your eyes on this and just watching this thing skyrocket. It's at $35 last I checked. But, I bought it when it was less than 15 Me too. I'm making me too. Bang. Well, Not sorry, Liberty dollars, but silver. Silver. Yeah. I bought silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely didn't buy Liberty Dollars. That's why I was like, eh. uh, <laughs> but but I'm saying if you're getting people to actually concentrate on this, take a look, you know, convince them to take a look more just by the virtue of they have it in their va- in their hands and they have to. That's right. so helpful for the Liberty movement. Yeah, and see, you sound like the apologist for the Liberty Dollar again. You know what? You know what? Fine. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's fine. I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am what I am. But when you stick, but but you don't see the 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 absurdity of putting a suggested retail value on something that changes that rapidly. Oh, I don't. That's exactly the point. Is I'm that not disagreeing. It wasn't, you three, know, three months ago, silver executed. was half the value it is now. It's no. already doubled in value in a few months. Yeah. No, just, I, don't, just about. I, don't, I don't disagree with the fact that it's a bad way of going about it, mm-hmm. but I'm just happy that somebody is or was and now is currently a domestic terrorist. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, and this is... I. I be, not being a huge fan of the Liberty Dollar it reminds me that I'm also not a big fan of Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> and, yeah. and that, the Atlas Shrugged movie came out is, is coming out soon. Oh, yeah. And the the uh, reviews of that and, and, and the trailers for that are out. Some of the trailers are out. And I didn't care for the trailers either. Um, I didn't I didn't I wasn't a huge fan of the book. I like the premise of the book, not a fan of the actual writing of the book. And there's just people that are just. Oh, Dale, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I, I, sorry, I, just, I don't think it's well written. No, and, um, I actually agree. It's kind yeah. of awful. And so, you know, it just it just bugs me that there's so much of this um, this anti-conformist conformism going on, it feels like, with it, whether it's the Liberty Dollar or Atlas Shrugged. And uh, I, would, I, would, uh, I would like to see um, the Liberty Lovers out there a little more diverse <laughs> in there. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like there's a there's an awful lot of um effort going to 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 hop on board to being anti-conformist, you know. So yeah, <laughs> and and I just like I just yeah, not a big fan of either of them. Not a big fan of either of them. I'm not. I don't feel like the movie's going to be that good. I I I'd like to be wrong about that. What are you talking about? It's Angelina Jolie. It's going to be awful. It's not. A, it's not Angelina Jolie. <laughs> oh, they, they got rid of her. Who is it now? Oh yeah, no, no names. I don't know any of those people. Hey, maybe it's good. No then. one big. Who knows. 
Yeah. I, I, action-y or? I don't think that's the issue. Uh, I, I, I saw the people that were in it, and it was, oh, they're such great actors and everything. I'm like, I didn't see that. They looked deadpan to me in the in the trailers. I am totally a great actor. Yeah, I I just I didn't I wasn't impressed with the trailers. They didn't sound passionate, you know. In the book, they at least in the book I will say this, you know, they went into long speeches which don't belong in a in a novel. Um, where one person talks for several pages to another person who's just standing there listening to them give I, a speech what? about their principles. Come but, on, it's all it's all about being pedantic, but, and you're, you're you gotta talk but, to um, people like that. So okay, so but at least in I, at least I got the impression that these were passionate people in the book. Very passionate. And I'm watching the trailers now. These people don't look passionate to me. I, I saw this. Uh, I saw the 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 Dagny Taggart character um, saying, you know, that, she, that if some guy interfered with her, she'd kill him or something. I will kill and, you. And um, it sounded like she was asking him if he wanted coffee. You want me to, I'm going to get coffee. Do you want some coffee? Oh, well, I'm going just, to kill you if you interfere with my with my business. But that just makes it all the more terrifying. No, it didn't. It uh, didn't look like that. It just looks really dead. It just looks really eh. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm trying to throw it up there. I, I actually, I think this is going to be an awful movie too. I'm going to go. See I don't know it. if it's going to be awful. I just think it's going to be disappointing. Uh, that it's mostly just going to be disappointing because people have such high hopes for it. But maybe I'll be in. You know, I've gone to movies with with where I said, oh, I'm going to be so disappointed by this movie. V for Vendetta. Actually, uh, I thought that. Was oh really? Be, I thought that was going to be a piece of crap, and I uh. went and I saw it four times in theaters. Once oh, I love IMAX. V for Vendetta. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's got a lot of shortcomings in my mind. I mean, there's a lot of things about it I don't like, but overall, as a movie, I think it's a great movie. Yeah. And 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 um and especially the the sort of, it's very sort of vengeance oriented, which I generally don't you like in a movie. I get some uh, because <laughs> you know, but I see that in so many movies there where you know, the, get people really really angry at some evil entity, uh, and then satisfy them with some horrible violent vengeance. And I see that so much in movies, and that happened to be playing on emotions, and that's what you're trying yeah. to do. You're marketing to. But I liked it, and but the th- so maybe that'll happen with this movie. I'll go in going, oh, I'm gonna be so disappointed, and maybe I'll it'll it'll be better than I think, and maybe you know, and because I go in there with low expectations, I might enjoy it more than someone who's a huge Atlas Shrug fan, yeah. right? Oh no, it's, it's that's very a possible. I'll go in and go, oh, I, you know, I'm glad I went and saw this out in the theater. You know, that's exactly and, how I'm expecting to find <laughs> it, out this it's movie. Very because possible. I hate, honestly, I read through Atlas Shrugged. Okay. It took me forever to get through it. Oh, I was in eighth grade, and I devoured it. And after I got done devouring it, I thought this was awful. And I'm like, good Lord, this is awful. (laughs) Yeah. I read it again because I love it. It's one of it's those a great premise. Great idea. The premise is great. And some great ideas in it, yes. And then I was like, how can somebody take such great ideas and just, just, oh, they're so badly it's presented. one of those things you want it to be good because yeah. it is a great premise and it's a great idea. It's a great idea for a story, and it's a great premise. It's just so. I mean, it could have been half the length it is, and it would have been a better book if it had been half the length it Probably. is. And 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 if it just changed the way that people make make people talk like real people instead of giving speeches for three pages and and things like that. Bob Dole doesn't. And like I'm not just talking about John Galt's speech, which is notorious <laughs> for being tens of pages long. I don't know how many. You know, yeah, someone said thing, that if you actually like, listen to it, there's some gems in that, but it's just kept oh yeah, going. oh oh no doubt. This you can you can take quotes out of it that are fantastic, and yeah. I will give it that. I will immediately concede that. Um, but yeah, that you just you know, but no one is. I guarantee you, if this is on the radio, no one's sitting there listening to it for hours. That someone figured out like how long it would take if you just talked in a normal tone of voice or whatever. Oh, or no, it's, a on, normal it's pace. on audio. It's on an audio shape. That's kind of okay. like a running joke amongst some circles. It's hours long, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, ridiculous. Got, the, the John Galt speech <laughs> and. And uh, yeah, that just you know, if if if, th- if things like that were corrected, if you, if you had a good writer, like look, take this story and don't really make any substantial changes to what's happening in the book, but but just write it better. 
you, <laughs> it would can you be, take this premise and make it <laughs> mm, interesting? Can you write this but not be Ayn Rand? <laughs> I'm sorry. Good luck. <laughs> oh dear. We're gonna so, take the tricorder. So now that I there. have uh, now that I have my uh, name on various hit lists around the libertarian circles <laughs> out there for ripping on the Liberty Dollar. Oh, and Atlas I'm Shrugged. Known as your cohort now, I, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to pick a subject coming up that uh, will make everybody happy. Well, call in and we'll, we can change <laughs> the subject as you like. We'd love to talk about whatever you want. Yeah, call in, talk about porn, 603-435-1105, something we can all enjoy. And uh, we'll be right back. Everybody is, loves porn. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The number you can call to join the show is 603-435-1105. I'd like to remind our listeners that you can be watching us on the cam right now. If you go to cam.freetalklive.com, that's the studio the studio cam with uh, also access to the chat room, and you can watch Dennis making faces at you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, go to cam.freetalklive.com, and you can, you can watch us here in the studio as we're talking about all these things. Earlier, we were talking about how Libya is arming its civilians to help defend against the attacks from U.S. military strikes. Yeah, isn't um, that an ironic turnaround of events? Yeah. We strike because we're worried about, you know, them bombing, shooting their protesters. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> they're arming and, people. Well, and and I wonder, I don't, I wonder how much that is or how much they're just, they're saying they're doing that, but... Uh, how much is propaganda? Which side? It's being reported as fact, that, as factual. That, that, of course it you is. Know, that, um, <laughs> that, that that's what they're doing, and, and if that's the case, then it... it it at least undermines the uh, unanimity of the uh, the rejection of Gaddafi as their leader. Yep. I mean, if if they're if they're arming, you don't arm your civilians if if they're like and if they if they consider you this evil oppressor, you don't hand them all arms. Evil oppressors tend to disarm their their citizenry. Well, they disarm as much of them as possible, and the other ones they call police or military. Yeah, exactly. You get the really, really loyal ones, you have them working for you, and you take really, really good care of them, and then you oppress everybody else, and you disarm them. Yeah. So it's awfully odd that they're handing out arms. But that brings me to this other story. Um, so, you know, we're now yet going into yet another conflict that we're not calling a war, but there were anti-war protesters arrested near the White House. This is from the Associated Press. Uh, this is, came out today. More than 100 anti-war protesters, including the man who leaked the Pentagon Papers, were arrested outside the White House in demonstrations marking the 8th anniversary of the U.S.-led war in Iraq. The protesters, some shouting anti-war slogans and singing, We Shall Not Be Moved, were arrested Saturday after ignoring orders to move away from the gates of the White House. The demonstrators <laughs> cheered loudly as Daniel Ellsberg, the former military anal analyst, who in 1971 leaked the Pentagon's secret history of the Vietnam War that was later published in major newspapers, was arrested and led away by police. Um, I guess I think they're cheering for him and not for the fact that he's being arrested, obviously. Yeah. In, in New York City, about 80 protesters gathered near the U.S. Military Recruiting Center in Times Square chanting, No to War, and carrying banners that read, I am not paying for war, and butter, not guns. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, don't take uh, me back to economics class. I so argued with the professor. Uh, sim <laughs> similar protests 
marking the start of the Iraq War, also were organized Saturday in San Francisco, Chicago, and other cities. In California, hundreds of people marched in downtown San Francisco. Hundreds more, including students from more than 40 high schools and community colleges, marched in Los Angeles in protest of the U.S. presence in Iraq, organizers and police said. Some used the rallies to draw attention to the new military action in Libya. I assume that this was, that's what, well, I, I thought that's what was the point of this, was the new Libya conflict. You know, now we're, now we're getting involved yet again and trying to install our puppet leaders. We're deciding leaders. <laughs> the fate of everyone. Okay, so we have this guy we put in, what, 25 years ago at this point? Mm-hmm. The CIA operatives and help him protect him. And if you want, go online. All the information's right there. And now we got to get him out. <laughs> because, well, surprise, surprise, people don't like dictators. And yeah. at a certain point, they get pushed too far. Yeah. What do you think we're going to put in place? Another one. A different oh, one. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, someone who will, who will serve our interests for a while until he likes until you know, he turns against the him. power he's yeah. got and starts, you know... Um, yeah, it'll be some, and, and then and then we'll be we'll the, our our uh, our the, the excuse me the U.S. government I won't call it our government because I I don't I don't like it <laughs> I do not condone their um, actions the U.S. government will will have selective memory the people in the U.S. government will have and their um, spokespeople and stuff that are going out and selling the war to people will have selective memory about the fact that. We installed yet another dictator, and then another 20 years from now or 30 years from now, they'll be trying to uninstall that dictator to find someone else who's going to be more agreeable with their personal interests. Well, and the thing is, is it's not, that's, I mean, that's just a more, uh, that's just going off of what's been going on. But the whole area is erupting in revolution, not just Libya, but the entire area. Exactly. And so many of those dictators have been helped, propped, or even put right in place by America. But we're liberators, yeah. Dennis. This is the good government that's trying to make the rest, the other people's governments, really good. Also, we need to stop. So they can involved. be free like we are. I don't care. I don't care. The reason every time, and then this is the this is the reason why I break with a lot of the liberals is they're like, well, we need to help them out. I'm like, no, we are not. We need to get them our out. noses the out of it. Military is getting involved, and when they get involved, they have their own interests. Right. If it were just. I mean, I, I, you know, I certainly don't think we should be, I, I don't want, our, our government, uh, there I go, I said our government, and I said just said it, it's not my I'll government. Say your government. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hard habit to break. It. No, it's too late. But uh, the U.S. government, um, I don't want them getting involved uh, in, in any, you know, I don't want them getting involved in these ways at all, but certainly if they were just providing aid or something, that'd be one thing, but when you're trying to uninstall and reinstall different leaders in, in various countries... How do you not expect that to encourage all kinds of terrorism? I actually, I don't even want to provide any aid. They would take resources. Yeah. Oh, from I don't pe- either. I don't either. I mean, that's not right for them to do. I'm just saying, you know, by comparison to what they're doing. Yeah, no. It's, no. <laughs> I'd rather. Okay, I guess you're right. I'd rather them provide aids than the explosives. Bought. It's always a, <laughs> it's always a, you know, a devil's advocate point of view because I don't approve of them <laughs> doing anything. Uh, I am an anti-statist, so. Well, that, that's just it. I'd rather the aid be fruitful. I'd rather sure. get to the people who actually need it, and the government's not going to do anything like that. Right. Never has, never will. So this is a quote. You can't stand by and watch people being slaughtered. At the same time, you don't want to foster war. It's walking a very fine line, Bishop Otis Charles told KCBS-TV at the San Francisco protest. 
The demonstration in Washington merged varied causes, including protesters demanding a U.S. military withdrawal from Iraq and Afghanistan, as well as those supporting Bradley Manning. Uh, we just talked about him uh, earlier today on the Prometheus Unchained, uh, which you can check out at flamingfreedom.com. I'll give myself a little plug there. <laughs> Ding. Uh, the jailed army private suspected of giving classified documents to the website WikiLeaks. One chant that was repeated was stop the war, expose the lies, free Bradley Manning. Manning is being held in solitary confinement for all but an hour every day at a Marine Corps brig in Quantico, Virginia. He is given a suicide-proof smock, schmock, smock, yeah, to wear to bed and is stripped naked each night. On Sunday, he's giving a straitjacket. A suicide-proof smock. Yeah, that sounds like a variation of the straight jacket. <laughs> I I think it's probably just something that he can't that can't be used to like strangle himself. He can't or, use his arms. Like is that what it a is? Straight jacket. <laughs> uh, okay, you, you may be right there. Uh, no, I'm not I, sure I what that know. is. It's, it's, it's what a odd name. Like. A suicide proof smock. Okay. Uh, on Sunday, a protest will be held in Quantico outside the brig where Manning is being held. Ellsberg has publicly defended Manning, calling him a brother, and Wiki and WikiLeaks. Hundreds of protesters attended the rally and marched around the White House, but the crowd, which included many, many military veterans, thinned considerably as the U.S. Park Police warned that they'd be arrested if they didn't move. As officers moved in with handcuffs, one protester who clutched the gates outside the White House shouted, Don't arrest them! Arrest Obama! And you're arresting veterans, not war criminals. That's uh, that's nice. Authorities <laughs> said 113 protesters were arrested, processed, and given violation notices for disobeying an official order. Oh, God. Disobeying an official order. Oh, darn. This bugs the crap out of me. Uh, they could pay a small fine and be released or be freed with a future court date. What was the official... How is this an official order? They're in a public place. They're not inside the gates. They're not nope. climbing over the gates to get inside the White House and potentially cause a security threat to the president They're or not attacking anybody. the bureaucrats. They're just sitting there standing. They were protesting in a public place outside the fence where they were allowed to be. Technically. And, and this is an official order? How is it an official order to make people leave a public place because they're exercising their free speech? Oh, no. It gets even better. They got arrested. Yeah, well, they officially. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. They 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 got arrested um, for for disobeying a, an official order. Dale, I officially order you stop breathing. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm yeah. gonna have to well, arrest you. I totally saw you breathing. <laughs> so, the majority were cooperative, said U.S. Park Police spokesman David Schlosser. That's a shame. I wish they were less cooperative. <laughs> yeah, I I really wish they kind of fought back. One military vet. Oh, I don't want them to fight back. That's pointless. I'm sorry. Civil disobedience. They said yeah. no and just yeah, right. Down. No, exactly. resi re peacefully resist. resist. You're right. One military veteran who showed up for the rally was Paul Markin, a 64-year-old retired U.S. Army colonel from Lynn, Massachusetts, who said he's frustrated by what he sees as the U.S. government's escalation of the wars. He said he's been against wars since coming home from Vietnam. Ever since that time, I've gone to the other side. Instead of a warrior, an anti-warrior, Markin said. There's some more. Uh, we could talk about that when we get back. The number is 603-435-1105. You have any thoughts on this? No, not no. at all. <laughs> I'd have just a million of them. Yeah. So we'll be back. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. We are back. This is Free Talk Live, uh, broadcast on the Liberty Radio Network, the Sunday night edition, every every Sunday from 7 to 10. 
uh, Mark and Ian are off, but this is your host, Dale. And Dennis. The number you can call is 603-435-1105. After the show, if you didn't catch all the show, you want to go check out the archives. Everything on the Free Talk Live website is free, unlike a lot of shows that charge for their content. So check out freetalklive.com. You can download this show, uh, any other show, uh, just about all the way back to the beginning of the Actually, I think all the way back, you can get all the shows uh, from Free Talk Live for free. Download them, listen to them on your portable listening device or however you like. And we were talking about Bradley Manning. And I love that, that I love that um, that recently the White House has, has come out and uh, or it's, it's Obama has spoken out against bullying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, he's defended the bullying, the, the, the most obscene bullying of this not been convicted of anything Bradley Manning. <laughs> well, it's not just uh, not just Bradley Manning, but WikiLeaks, the uh, Julian Assange. He's just, you know, bully away. It's all good. Well, no, but I no, I'm talking uh, Assange is being prosecuted unfairly certainly, but but he's I but Bradley Manning is in the way they're treating him in jail is bullying. Like black and white. It is that obvious and it's it's just obscene. And, what are and they doing? so the the hypocrisy on his face the hypocrisy of him to come out and speak against bullying and then to defend to ridiculous levels the treatment of Bradley Manning is is just such a, a degree of hypocrisy. And we were talking about this suicide smock that oh, Bradley yeah. Manning wears and thank you to uh Johnson uh he's a, a, a active participant in F- FTL. I I checked out I checked out this um this website where you can download all sorts of jail products, and I see a suicide watch gown, which you know, there's several things that this might be. There's something called a suicide watch gown. It says it's created for inmates placed on suicide watch or in isolation. Adjustable breakaway shoulder straps fits most adults and juveniles. Easily applied to handcuffed subject. You can put this on while someone's handcuffed. Tough Kadura outer shell with a ripstop parachute material lining for added warmth. Easily washable. Uh, I, I, you know, we were just saying. I feel for these people that are modeling these things. How do you yeah. convince someone to model these incredibly humiliating garments? Uh, and that's the point of it. It's just so humiliating. It says here's an isolation smock. Could be this could be it too. Triple layer quilted construction. Outer layers 100% nylon. Inner layer polyester batting for bulk. Velcro fasteners may be worn with opening in front or in back. Stain resistant. So I don't think that what they're talking about is uh, is a straitjacket. I could be wrong. No, no. You're, yeah, if you um, look at the side, it's not a straitjacket. Uh, Obviously, you can move your arms. Oh, wait. You look like you were shoved into this. <laughs> it's designed to be able to put on someone who is restrained. And um, I guess the idea, like, like here's a uh, here's what they call an isolation sleep system. Let me listen to this description. All-in-one sleeping system. It looks miserable. Uh, combines mattress, pillow, and blanket. It's really thin. This is a this is a this is a little mat on the floor. Basically, combines mattress, pillow, and blanket. Extra batting in mattress and pillow for increased comfort and better sleep. Flame resistant. Virtually impossible to tear. Can't easily be twisted into knots or nooses. Oh, that's great. That's so great. I, you know, this the idea is that this this bedding will you know while your guard isn't watching, he can't run and make a noose out of it and strangle himself. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know if that's what they've got Bradley Manning on. He's on a suicide watch, so presumably there's there's equipment like this uh, of some sort. When there's when the, the psychiatrist has said he's not a suicide risk, then not yet. You haven't is. driven him to it yet. But with this, you, you know, will. 
And that's exactly. the issue. It's bullying of this magnitude. You're surrounded by jerks. Yeah. Um, so here is... So that recently, here's another um, Bradley Manning. While we're on the subject of Bradley Manning, some more people were arrested. About 35 arrested at a rally for him. At This is in... AJC. This is from the, uh, I think that's the Atlanta Journal and Constitution. Uh, it's in Triangle, Virginia from the AP. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So wearing t-shirts and, yeah, Triangle, Virginia, you're right. The, associate, the Associated Press. Wearing t-shirts and carrying signs bearing the smiling image of Army. Um, is it private? You're in the Navy, dude. Yeah, yeah it's, I wasn't in the Army and I don't know what PSC is. Anyway, Bradley Manning, hundreds private. of people rallied Sunday outside the base where he's being detained on charges of providing classified data to WikiLeaks. About 35 people were arrested by police in riot gear. Oh, God. The, the, the image of the government is just going down and down and down. Now, how much longer can they maintain uh, any any semblance whatsoever of being this any kind of peaceful, you know, or, or, or about maintaining peace? These people are just... No, they're just there when to you, swat The you. more you have police out in riot gear and stuff, the, the, the more rapidly people are going to see you for what you really are. After they refused to vacate an intersection in front of the entrance to Marine Corps Base Quantico, oh. the rally was held along with more than two dozen others around the world to protest Manning's detention in Quantico's bridge. Brig, excuse me. Um, I like that... I, I, I hear that the word is getting to him. You know, the few visits he's gotten and everything, he is getting the word that there are millions of people who support him. And, and I hope that that provides some comfort in the, situ- in, this, in the circumstances that they're keeping him that are designed to debase and humiliate and tear him down. It's designed to break him apart piece by piece. Yeah. So it says he's confined alone in his cell for all but an hour and a day. Each night he is stripped naked and given a suicide-proof smock to wear to bed. So I think that's something like what we were describing. His lawyer has called the treatment degrading. No doubt about it. Look at these things. Yeah, just go online, uh, look it up. I mean, yes, and, and, yeah, you're not completely restrained, but yeah, it, it might as It's well. not that it's restraint. It's just, a, it's just it's like an all-one garment that you can't tear or turn into nooses and things like that, I guess. And... It's just, like I said, I, I feel for these models. <laughs> I don't know who, how they talk a model into doing this. And and they even messed up one of his, one of them, they messed up his hair so that he kind of looks like a, an isolation inmate. You know, someone who's just, who's just being treated like an animal. Yeah. You know, they don't, you know, they don't even try to make them look like. Well, that, that's actually, that is the issue right here. I mean, we, they're putting a lot of euphemisms on it, but they're treating Bradley Manning like an animal. Yeah. He, for, you know, for what? Telling people the truth. For telling people the truth, and and you know, and yeah, exactly. I mean, to treat him, it, it's it's obscene. David House, a friend who has visited Manning about fifteen times since September, told the crowd that Manning appreciated their support. It's stuff like this that gives Bradley hope. House said, "When I go in there, look him in the eyes and say, Bradley, there are people on the outside that support you." His eyes light up. And that's what I was just talking about. I was just saying, I hope that he's getting the message and I hope that it's giving him some comfort. I can't imagine that it can be much in that kind of circumstances, but anything at all. Yeah. Anything at all that can give him some hope, you know, because I, like I said, they're trying to make him feel like he's evil, like he's this horrible, horrible criminal who, you know, this, this traitor to his country. And I think, I think it's exactly the opposite. I think he's a hero. I think he, if anything, he, his actions um, 
our, the only thing holding our government accountable. Well, yeah. And uh, I, I said I, our I, government again. I want people to understand like what this guy's going through. A lot of people, think back to the one time in your life where you felt you're completely alone and there's somebody right in your face and they're debasing you, insulting you, breaking you down as much as emotionally as possible. They're even being able to beat you. I am sure this is going on. And there's nothing you can do about it. Now, this guy's living through it every single day of his life for telling the truth. Well, let's hear what uh, Barack Obama has to say about him. Uh, President Barack Obama and military officials contend that Manning is being held under appropriate conditions given the seriousness of the charges against him. He faces nearly two dozen charges, including aiding the enemy, a crime that can bring the death penalty or life in prison. Army prosecutors, however, have told Manning's lawyers that they will not recommend the death penalty. Oh, good grief. Can you imagine Can you imagine what it would do uh, to their image uh, if they put this 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 obviously harmless this Martyr. obviously harmless young man to death over this i i i, I hope that that's just i hope i hope that, that that that's true that they are absolutely not going to consider such a ridiculous i i hope so as well i'm still it still really bothers me it's kind of they don't put him to death because they're not worried about him. They he's don't already, care about he's him. Already, he's already been pun punished far beyond they anything. They just don't want that, people to get too upset about it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Insidiously awful in and of itself. We'll, we'll talk some more about this when we come back. The number you can call if you'd like to chime in on this or bring up another subject is 603-435-1105. You control the show. This is Free Talk Live. So Bradley Manning's lawyers uh, have heard from the Army prosecutors that they will not recommend the death penalty, but just the fact that it's a possibility is so disturbing. I, uh, I, can't, I can't convey how upsetting this is for me. I mean, the it, it fact just, he's locked up is disturbing. The Here. fact that he, that he hasn't that he's gone this long in these kind of conditions without his well his trial it won't be a trial to be a court martial which mm -hmm. is uh, the the most obscene bastardization of a trial. Actually, <laughs> a court martial. You know. Here's a, something I really want people to realize is that you have your military which okay you're trusting to go around and shoot people all right but you want them to be the most just and pop, you know the best military the world over oh wait by the way. When they prosecute, they could do whatever they please. Absolutely, absolutely. This he is. Ab, there, there's nothing. There's no. There's no recourse. Uh, this is if you. You know, I'm not a big fan of our of the uh, of the the legal system in this country. No. And the the different layers of it and everything. But the, you know, if you think that's bad, or even if you don't think that's bad, <laughs> the the military version of it is is much worse. I mean, they they really. There really are just a few very powerful people that will decide this man's fate, yep. and they it, it is a kind of it is a essentially a dictatorship of the worst kind, uh, in my opinion. And he, you know, he, I can see them being so angry at him for disobeying. That's essentially what happened: is he disobeyed what what should have been seen as an unlawful order to yeah. hide to hide corruption within his government when with within the U.S. government. Exactly, and he did what he should have been was supposed to do. Yeah, that should have been considered a, a, a an unlawful order, and him disobeying it should have been praised. He should have he gotten should have been, he, he should have gotten a medal in, by by President Obama. Yeah, for that, and he, they should have made a they should have made a hero out of him. And look what they're doing to him. 
Uh, you know, if they were, if they really wanted to save face, they would say, "Ah, look what he exposed. We're going to crack down on this kind of behavior. The 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 women and children being shot, uh, you know, and, and things like that." He Reporters exposed that. You know, he shot. exposed these People horrible dying in the streets because some guy felt yeah. like shooting them. Yeah, I mean, some of the things that he exposed are things that that Obama should be praising him for. I thank you for bringing this to our attention so that we can stop it. Right. Especially, well, it, it's even a public relations issue. I mean, at this point, it's. He's he had the chance to you know give him the make him a hero go in stop this say yeah we're taking care of this and as the government does in so many other cases go all right well it's taken care of don't worry about it anyway no yeah this time they're just trying to just they're trying to actively destroy a person they are they they're trying to destroy him not They've just him insane. not just to make they're trying to drive him insane they're trying to drive him to suicide yep it, it seems to me and. They're trying to destroy the, his whole image, and yep. which isn't working. I mean, there's people who the people who are going to hate him are going to hate him anyway. They're I think there's I think the there's a love hate him. situation here where people absolutely hate his guts, or they absolutely uh, admire him and respect him, and their heart goes out to him for the conditions that they're putting him in. Yep. There, there seems to be very little gray area in between. So it says earlier this month, Chief State Department spokesman P.J. Crowley resigned. That's not quite what happened. He was forced to resign. You, they, no one gets fired from these positions. They, they are. They're told there's, to. There's quiet discussions happening. Right. There are quiet discussions happening, saying you should resign. We're fine. We're not firing you officially, but you, if you don't resign, then it's going to be really, it's going to be really ugly. So, so he resigned after criticizing the Let handling of Manning's detention as ridiculous, counterproductive, and stupid. Some demonstrators carried signs praising Crowley's comments. Daniel well, it F is. I mean, that's like that's the first honest thing out of the government I've heard about this whole situation yet. Well, there's plenty of people saying it. There, are, oh. there are Briggs psychiatrists saying that saying this this is horrible. Uh, but and their and their advice is being ignored. These are the professionals. Of These course. are the professionals saying well, this. Well, that's just what I was, like I was saying is even if they yeah. wanted to sweep this under the rug, this is the worst possible avenue they can do. I, I don't know how they could handle this more badly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Daniel Ellsberg, a Manning supporter who leaked the so-called Pentagon Papers in 1971. Said that, and we talked about him earlier yep. uh, in the other protests. Said that solitary confinement is a form of torture, and as such, it's illegal internationally and domestically. Yep. And there's no. That's the thing. Uh, Bradley Manning is being treated. The only treatment like this that's at all comparable is Gitmo. Yep. Oh, Maybe Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. All right, we've got a oh. caller. Caller, you are on the air. This is Free Talk Live. Uh, hey, I was calling uh, to see if anyone talked about uh, the fact that Daniel Ellsberg was arrested Saturday. We did talk about that earlier, but that's okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, uh, well, I was, I'm actually very surprised that uh, someone who I would think is considered by most to be a historical figure in uh, U.S. history, uh, someone who's looked so positively upon in retrospect as far as what he revealed about the Vietnam War. It's strange how strikingly similar what's going on today can be with Bradley Manning's case. Uh, and how it seems that the media is not really picking up on uh, the fact that uh, figures in history are saying history is repeating itself and no one's paying attention. Yeah, you, that's a very good point. I want. I do you think that his arrest will help bring attention to the? Well, I don't know if there's there's attention on it, but do you think his arrest might give a, a different perspective on this for a lot of people? Um, possibly. It's I guess depending upon how the arrest is viewed. Mm -hmm. Um, from what I understand, like that's a place in uh, D.C. that it's almost like you can go to get arrested at a protest because if you don't move in this one area, they will arrest you. 
Yeah, that was um, that was it. I mean, they were outside the gates. They weren't trying to climb the gates or anything like that. But you know, they were they were set. in the arrested spot. You're, yeah, <laughs> you're in the do as we say, uh, no matter what area. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually saw. Uh, I was in D.C. Uh, in May during an immigration rally, and there was about thirty people who were arrested in that same area holding signs that said Obama stop deportations. Uh, among those arrested was a congressman. Uh, and it's someone who's like otherwise very bad anti-liberty, votes with Obama like 90% of the time person. Uh, but on this one issue uh, with immigration, he said that it was so important that, uh, you know, the raids stop and everything that he was willing to get arrested. But I don't really think much came of that when a congressman got arrested. Um, I think it's very mm. it's much more important when it's Daniel Ellsberg, someone who has his uh, historical uh, importance. But I hope so. I mean, I, I there's so many people speaking out in support of, of Manning right now, or at the very least, like P.J. Crowley, uh, he's not necessarily supporting Manning as in saying he's innocent uh, or that he's a hero in the way that we're saying, but he is saying his treatment is absolutely deplorable and unacceptable. And and, and, and that at least saying that is, and, and he lost his job for it. Yep. You know? He, 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 they're you not know, even agreeing with, they're, on, they're saying that we should be more neutral on this and that they're losing their jobs. They're getting kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was such a reasonable statement. Look, look, just don't treat him in this way. And he lost his job for that. So it's, it's obscene. I, I can't believe that President Obama, with this many people, is so upset about this. And for such, and, and, with, and it's so obvious, for this many people this upset about it and that he is defending this, defending this treatment. It's, you know, we're not, it, it, look, I, I can understand him not coming out and saying uh, that, that Manning is a hero. Uh, or not coming out and saying that he shouldn't be prosecuted, but for him to be treated humanely in prison, is Obama really not going to come out and say that he should be treated humanely in prison? This is ridiculous. Are you yeah, still there? This might be a case where it's just uh, up to the, the military officials that run those uh, facilities. If they're the ones who are considered to have like the to be in charge there, they just allow that to be. Well, um, I, I tell you, who's supposed to be in charge is Obama. <laughs> he should this be able to put the yours. word out and say change what you're doing and uh, I, I suspect they'd, they'd do it they'd do what he said they're supposed to <laughs> but they swear an oath to all that and stuff alright well thank you for calling so uh, if you'd like to chime in the number is 603-435-1105 how do you feel about Bradley Manning do you think he's a hero do you think he's a war criminal do you think he deserves the treatment he's getting when he hasn't had a trial yet this is Free Talk Live we'll be right back Welcome back to Free Talk Live. This is your host, Dale. And Dennis. The number you can call to, to, to change the subject or to bring up whatever you'd like to talk about is 603-435-1105. As a caller just, told, uh, just reminded us, Daniel Ellsberg got arrested recently, and he's fairly famous for revealing things back in the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that Manning's done it, look at what's going on. So Daniel Ellsberg got arrested uh, at, a, at a war protest at... Uh, the gates of the White House. Uh, I believe it was today. I think it was today. It might have been yesterday. So he's a Manning supporter. He leaked the so-called Pentagon Papers in 1971. He said that solitary confinement is a form of torture and as such is illegal internationally and domestically. But that doesn't mean it doesn't happen because the government can do illegal things, you know. Oh, they can do whatever they want. Who's going to stop them? It's happening right here to an American soldier in an American brig, Ellsberg said. Ellsberg was one of the protesters arrested Sunday. Okay, Sunday. 
Yeah, today. Amid chants of free Bradley Manning, officers methodically handcuffed protesters and led them away one by one after they refused to leave U.S. Route 1 in front of the base. Short scuffles ensued as... So I was wrong. I thought he was arrested at the White House. No, he's in front of the Marine base. Yep. You, yep. yep. I'm, I am mistaken and I am now corrected. Short scuffles ensued as dozens of officers attempted to push the protesters, some of whom were seated on the pavement, away from the intersection. Many sat beneath a yellow banner that read, Caution, Whistleblower, Torture Zone. Uh, no, I like I like the way they handled this. They sat down. They they're, didn't demonstrate any sort of violence at all to imply. So, so they're the not only aggressive. Pe- right, completely non-aggressive and made it very clear that the only violent people there were police who were uh, punishing people for exercising free speech. So it's uh, a good image thing too, because here it is they a are, good image. They thing. are very much they're submissive. They're just trying to get their point across, and here comes these guys in black armor. Uh, with lots of guns coming through and just shoving them away and yeah, so, locking them up. So good job keeping it peaceful. Prince William County Police said in a statement late Sunday that about 35 people were taken into custody and charged with unlawful assembly, <laughs> good grief, and careless interference with traffic. Oh, it's careless. One protester was also charged with assault and battery of an officer. Yeah, I don't know what that was. It was probably overblown, but I don't really want to say. I don't know. I didn't probably, see it. Probably blanked but, at him three times. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much, and that's the thing. But you know, they they will they will produce ridiculous charges uh, out of the most flimsy crap. I've seen a. I, I I'm not kidding. Seen a guy walk, being told he could leave. Okay, you can leave now. And he and the officers were kind of surrounding him, and there wasn't room for him to squeeze through. So he barely brushed against an officer's shoulder. I mean, it was. It was, you know. Actually, no, he's trying to get by, so he barely brushes it against. Yeah. And this is online, actually. This is yeah, on You can YouTube. see the video of this. Uh, it's, it was Mike Tyner yep. being arrested in Manchester, New Hampshire. And he barely, barely, but, you know, there's no room for him to get through. It's almost impossible to avoid doing. He so just the like guy's he shoulder, through a crowd. And he gets grabbed. Uh, his arm gets grabbed. He gets arrested. He goes to jail for a period of time for assaulting an officer or something like that. Yep. Uh, uh, that That should have been. Oh, good grief! So that so who knows what this actually is talking about? When you says that one protest was also charged with assault and battery of an officer, the heavy police presence at the uh, rally included officers from six agencies, mounted officers, and tactical vehicles. Ellsberg and five other protest leaders wanted to f- lay flowers at an Iwo Jima memorial at the base's entrance, but were kept about forty feet away by police who had set up barriers. Colonel Thomas V. Johnson, a spokesman for the Marine Corps Combat Development Command at Quantico, said access to the memorial was denied because protest activity is not permitted on base grounds. Uh, but they're That's not, not on base protest grounds. activity. They're not well, on base grounds. Well, the, the, uh, outside. The, the memorial is, yeah, doesn't, I, I don't, I don't, it's at the base's entrance. I don't know. I don't know yeah, if it is or not, but placing flowers on a grave or on a, at a memorial is not a, a, a that's protest activity now? Uh, this everything's protesting. Yeah, we're pleased that people were able to express their First Amendment rights in a manner that did not infringe upon base property. Uh, whatever Johnson said that Manning, a former intelligence analysis, uh, excuse me, uh, a former intelligence analyst and self-styled hacktivist, is accused of leaking a raft of Iraq and Afghanistan war logs, more than 250,000 confidential State Department cables, and a military video of an attack on unarmed men in Iraq. That's the one that I think most people know uh, who know, know of him from. And, honestly, and that was, that's the one that that was appalling. 
That's that's the one they're mad about. They don't care about all the 250,000. Most people don't know about those. Other they don't know about it. They're not yeah. reading about it. It's not hitting the news. And that's I think that's really sad because I'm sure there's plenty of stuff there that should. But no, it's what people, people have know a about. right to see that to yeah. see what's going on. And and this is the and, truth. And they people. have a right to know what the military is doing about it. That something like that happened was allowed to happen by the military. That unarmed people were being attacked. People, these were like re- journalists. Uh, and, journalists, and civilians, kids, civilians. Um, some of them were people trying to save people that yep. were or trying to help people who were injured. They got shot too. They waited around for the people to come help them and then shot the helpers. Right. Exactly. And that's the kind of thing people deserve to know about. And people need to. People also deserve to know what is the military doing about it. None of that's being addressed that no, I no. know of. I haven't I, heard of it. This is the travesty. This is. Oh wait, this these people have perpetrated immense, immense war crimes. And what do we do? Oh, we got to attack the guy who told anybody else. Yeah, attack the messenger. Ellsberg, former military analyst who revealed the Pentagon's secret history of the Vietnam War, said the WikiLeaks cables played a role in sparking the protests that overturned authoritarian regimes in Tunisia and Egypt. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, he said that if Manning is responsible for the leaks, he's a hero. So he yep. agrees with us. Yes, he sir. had the courage and the conscience to carry out his oath to the Constitution, Ellsberg said. I agree, Ellsberg. And we have a caller. Caller, you're on the air with Free Talk Live. Hey. Hi. Hello. <laughs> What's up? Um, okay. I have an ordeal. Okay. Um, my, I don't know if it's my neighbors or what. Now, check this out. I've got a couple of neighbors who have kids, and they have kids. Their kids ride their bikes or those scooters around the cul-de-sac we live in, right? Okay. okay. Now, they ended up, um, well, I just I just noticed today, because I have this bush that, that it, it surrounds my, or the government's mailbox, and I noticed today that someone chopped off a branch of this bush that's in front of the house. And I thought, it's probably one of these parents of these kids that ride their bikes around thinking they don't want their, their kid to run into one, you know, the bush that I just trimmed a few weeks ago to where it's not even reaching into the sidewalk all that much. Maybe a little bit, but not all that much. So now this is your bush, but it's around the government's mailbox, right? Yeah. Okay. It's um, it's on the property. Exactly. Right. You, you, I bet you bought the mailbox, but as soon as you put it up, it became the government's property. Yeah. Right? Don't destroy that thing. It's a federal offense. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm thinking it's got to be one of these parents of these kids. Now I have the neighbor immediately next door who's who's pretty cool. I talk to him on occasion. You know, they're like, "Hey, Chippy, what's up?" I'm like, "Hey, what's up? Whatever." And then there's the family directly across across the cul-de-sac. Who I don't associate with. They even put out this sign in the middle of the cul-de-sac that said "kids, kids at play," and they have their kids running around. And you know, I only ran that sign over once. But hey, we're not, we're not, we don't talk to <laughs> whoa, each whoa, other. Whoa. You we're ran over the it. sign. You ran over the sign once. Let's talk about this. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, see, that was a long time ago when they first moved in. I thought, who are these people putting their sign in the middle of the cul-de-sac? You know, who do they think they are? Was it in? Wait, are you saying it was in the center of the cul-de-sac? Like something in the center of the center, in the center. And this is a private center. sign that someone just stuck up. It's yeah. just one of these. It looks like one of those um, uh, wet floor signs. You know, one of those little yellow things that you put uh, on the floor. 
Okay. Uh, so they're okay. So they're making the effort. They're putting this sign up because they want people to slow down when they're coming around the cul-de-sac. And it was kind how of how fast a, can you go around a cul-de-sac? Really not that fast. You grew up on a cul-de-sac. Yeah, yeah you, I, can't I, you can't go very fast. Is this really? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, are they just trying? Is this a feel-good thing? Like, oh, we're protecting our kids, and if you say well, so, but. So it's that sign that makes me think that it's that neighbor who cut down this bush on my property. Yeah, did they, I, I wonder know. if it ever occurred to them that they could go ask you to trim it. Like, hey, would you mind trimming that a little bit, or will you? Is it okay if I trim it? You know, ask you first since it is your on that's, your property. I don't know. Is that a crazy thing to want? <laughs> All right. That's what's getting to me. I'm so pissed. I'm like, I, I, I don't hear like you. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for the call. Try to talk to them. See if it's in. The number is 603-435-1105. This is Free Talk Live. We will be right back. You still have time to call in if you hurry. This is Free Talk Live. We, uh, You can call in at 603-435. If you hurry, this is the last segment. Uh, we have a caller. David, you had something to say about Bradley Manning. Um, I was just going to say, I'm hearing an echo. Are you hearing That's funny. Echo? I was hearing an echo earlier when you called him, <laughs> and I'm not this time, oh. so you sound fine. Okay. Um, like, the bad treatment he's been getting, what specifically... Does anybody know? I know they keep these things very secret, and I know um, y'all did mention that he gets stripped at the end of the night or something. Is he like not allowed clothes for the night or something? I wonder. He's he's put in a specific. He's he's isolated all day long except for one hour, and then before he goes to bed, he gets stripped down, put in this uh, isolation smock. Which uh, go online, check this thing out. This is kind of awful. Yeah, it's a really. Humiliating garment that he's this. Yeah, I, I guess it's designed so it it's designed so he can't like hurt himself with it or hide anything that he could use to hurt himself. There's you know no pockets or anything. I'm sure and and he's supposed to sleep yeah. in this thing. Yeah, it's it's hard right. to te- it's very hard to tear. It's made of very tough material and things like that. And it's it's almost like a big burlap sack that he has to put on. Right, I saw that. I actually looked it up. I didn't know it, um, but. Um, does anyone know, does he get that light, uh, stuff where they keep the lights on all night and stuff like that? I wonder, does anybody, I, I, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. That is yeah. a common procedure for people that are, that are not yet in the people who are in check-in and have not been processed yet. No, I, they'll do lights. They'll do music. Uh, basically a lot of the same torture stuff you do with. Oh, enemy combatants and stuff yeah, like and he's in Quantico keeping it, Bay, right? Keeping it uncomfortably yep. cold, keeping the lights on. I don't know if they're doing yeah. all that to him or not. I have not heard that, but I've heard some really horrible right. things. And isolation by itself is for such an extended period of time is extremely uh, unhealthy uh, psychologically, emotionally on a person. Especially when you they it's haven't dangerous. they say he's he has human contact for an hour a day. However, they also say that he is stripped down and put into this garment. So are they really counting that human contact being the time span that he actually contacts the other guards? I hope they're not counting that. Okay, that that's <laughs> They don't say that. That's There's not no human. That contact that's, is not human. I'm that's sorry. just inhuman as it possibly could get. It's like even worse than the isolation. I wonder how I, I wonder if he's like... If there are other like cells around him with with people yelling, you know how they show when people yelling, you I, know I, cells next to him and things like that. Or, I doubt it. I, I think. I mean, isolated. some of these isolation. I think these things. You know, you're probably you're thinking like bars where you can talk through them. Yeah. And so I don't think so. I think no, this is this an is, enclosed um, isolation. I think is typically an enclosed cell. 
Yep. Where you, uh, it's almost soundproof. The stereotypical padded room. It's not like, like that, but the same effect. Oh. Yeah, it's it's mm. it's pretty. I think it's sealed off, and communication is almost impossible. Do you have any other thoughts? For anyone, us? Just real quick, does anyone know? Was was the was was the protesters? Is that like an ongoing thing down there at all? Or? I wonder. That's not clear, but I'm sure they're frequent. I think that? I think there's probably uh, there were events planned for today for because uh, oh, it said there were a couple dozen protests around the country and the world. So I think it was one of the places where they had them, and 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 Daniel Ellsberg was one of them at this place. So and that's one of the things yeah. I really would like to touch upon is that these protests with the Bradley Manning. I've seen a, like one for example. I live in uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I saw one on the streets, and I was I was excited to see that. Mm-hmm. Yet, uh, sadly, by and large, the people who were protesting war and these kind of atrocities, they would have been there 2006, we would have had 100,000 people on the streets going, what? This is wrong. And they're not there. They're not there because they think somebody in blue is in the White House. And that's just wrong. Absolutely wrong. Yeah. and Yeah. I think uh, they've died down since Bush is gone. And a lot of people think the problem is solved and it's not. All right. Well, thank you no, for the... absolutely not. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for the call, David. Okay, so that was David in New Hampshire. Uh, yeah, the, what I want to go on to is the hypocrisy here is the White House is has been speaking out against bullying, ah. right, and the yeah. Department of Justice. So there's a viral video sensation showing a bullying incident at an Australian school, and it's brought the issue of bullying back into the spotlight. This is from the Washington Times. Here in the United States, the Obama administration has made school bullying a federal issue. Last week, President Obama addressed an anti-bullying conference with First Lady Michelle Obama at his side. The administration's anti-bullying campaign has been ongoing since the beginning of his term. The Department of Justice announced in in December 2010 its intention to hold liable school districts that fail to protect students that are bullied. Their website states the Civil Rights Division and the entire Justice Department are committed to ending bullying and harassment in schools, and the video highlights the department's authority to enforce federal laws that protect students from discrimination and harassment at school because of their race, national origin, disability, religion, and sex, including harassment based on nonconformity with gender stereotypes. And that statement sounds great until it gets to that part, and then it's all of a sudden it's giving a list of reasons uh, that is not acceptable for bullying. And I'm like, well, when is bullying ever acceptable? Well, apparently, according to this, it's acceptable in just the way I was bullied when I was young. I mean, that's perfectly fine. Well, you're, you're a white male, so it was yeah, okay. Yeah, I got the crappy anatomy. It's fine. <laughs> the, the statement later says, the enforcement of the Equal Protection Clause, Title Four of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and Title Nine of the Education Amendments of 1972 in school districts is a top priority of the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division. Additional information is available at the Civil Rights Division's Educational Opportunity Section. Uh, And here's the catch. DOG will only investigate bullying cases if the victim is considered protected under the 1964 civil rights legislation. Wow. Yeah. In essence, only discrimination against a victim's race, sex, national origin, disability, or religion. So that doesn't include sexual orientation or gender stereotypes doesn't sound like it includes gender stereotypes, even though they uh, mentioned that. Not that it matters. I mean, if you're bullying... You're bullying. What does the reason matter? You're hurting So you're hurting only those person. things will be considered by DOG. So the, the overweight, straight white male who is verbally and or physically harassed because of his size can consider himself invisible to the Justice Department. Were you obese? Oh, no. I've, oh, okay. I've been a skinny lad my entire life. Oh, okay. I've known lots of people that, that have surprised me by saying, yeah, I used to be obese and... 
Oh, no. I used to be skinnier. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, it says apparently the Justice Department is, is going by George Orwell's famous Animal Farm ending. All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. We can only take action where we have legal authority, wrote DOG spokeswoman. Oh, I'm not going to try to say that name. Zachitil Hinojosa. Yeah. In a December 2010 email to the Washington Times water cooler, she continues, as stated in the website below, we are statutorily authorized to initiate suits under Title IV of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the Equal Educational Opportunities Act of 1974, and under Title III of the American with Disabilities Act. More information on the Civil Rights Act, Equal Educational Opportunities Act, and ADA can be found below. Um, There are two major aspects I hate about this. Okay responsibility one you have this guy you have in the essence what you're, you're setting up say a, a eight-year-old white bully bullies you know another kid this kid happens to be black or whatever whatever he maybe he's, it doesn't even matter at this point and you've got a suit right there this kid is he's just bullying somebody this yeah. could be settled at their level somebody could counsel yeah, that's them, the other issue of this them. but instead <laughs> you've made a literally a criminal record for this kid yeah, that's the other uh, the other side of this is is yeah I want I'd like to see bullying addressed, but is this the way to do it? No, and and as and and, and as long as and this while they are doing it this way, they're using some really bizarre criteria. So uh, it says the Justice Department's anti-bullying initiative is tantamount to bringing hate crime legislation to the public school system. Obviously, not only is the heterosexual white male student out of luck, but inner city minority students lose out in this deal so you don't you too. don't yeah exactly you don't associate bullying with the cruelty and the fact that it's wrong because it's cruel you associate bullying with any one of the political correct issues of the time and and yeah some other examples they give uh if a schoolyard bully is a straight black male and his target is another straight black male where does that leave the victim in the eyes of attorney general eric holder uh, what about two female students of the same sexual orientation and race? Oh, I saw a lot of those fights. Uh, is the victim uh, in the latter situation considered to be less equal in the eyes of Obama's Justice Department than a minority student who is picked on by a heterosexual white male student with no disabilities? Unfortunately, the Justice Department is pol- politicizing its priorities yet again. So there's the politicizing of it and well, the fact that the criteria are screwed up. But you're right. I mean, what, how much overkill away, is this? For, this is overkill. You're not, you're not taking care of the issue. And the second major issue is the fact that you're pitting people against each other. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you are I mean, setting them up to hate each other. This it's very is divisive. causing hate. All right. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's ridiculous. So this has been the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with your host, Dale. This is Dennis. Uh, join us tomorrow night. This is Free Talk Live. Go to our website, freetalklive.com. 